Righto, ladies and gentlemen, it is a lovely Friday afternoon or evening, wherever you are. Suck it if you're in New South Wales, you're on Daylight Savings Time. WA. WA, uh, it will be afternoon there. So uh, welcome to the Dirtbags podcast. I'm your host, Josh Curran, and this is one that I'm very much so looking forward to. So uh, as always, I'm here with Dan the Man, but this one here we've got... The most talked about man on the podcast. I said, uh, Billy Geddes. <laughs> Billy, go get us. Billy Geddes. I, I don't like say so. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about his wheelchair in the background? Yeah. Oh, oh, straight oh, in. Straight in. That's like what we're doing. Oh, oh, nice. We're the setting back. the tone right now. No, but you're absolutely Payback's right. Going. Yeah, Josh, this is one we've been trying to line up for quite a while. The none other than R. Mason's on the channel. And I tell you the what. The wheelman. Excited. Very excited because it's even better because, as you mentioned, we also, or I mentioned, we also have Billy Geddes. So what a combo because I tell you what, in the, I'm going to say the greater scene, even though both of these guys are quite humble, um, very influential four-wheel drivers, very much into the performance four-wheel drive scene. There's, I mean, it's just, uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. We're going to cover a lot here today because it's just going to be a chat. Relax. Crack open a can. It's going to be a good one. It is going to be a good one. So we'll cover off the official business. Uh, if you like what we're doing, like and subscribe on our oh YouTube channel. The, uh, You're at such, Dirt an, Bags, such at, an influencer. At Dirtbags Podcast. Yeah, Cowboy uh, Tuned is going to make a meme about me soon one day. Hopefully. Hopefully, anyhow. So, But, yeah, this is one that we've, uh, we've really been looking forward to. I think we said it in the post this afternoon. We said, I think there's probably been no more man that's been more influential in Go fast four wheel drives than Russell Mason. You yeah, say hi now, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> always had the need for speed. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, le- well, let's kick it off from the start because Mason. A lot of people know you around the scene from a number of things, and and we're going to get into some good stories. I know you're quite a humble man, so it's probably going to be hard for you. But let's kick it off from the start. How did you get into four-wheel driving? Because I know you're a performance car guy and motorbikes and all sorts of stuff. Lots of the four-wheel drive scene, we've talked about this on Dirtbags a number of times. Lots of guys come from the dirt bike scene, don't they? Yeah, definitely. And I uh, I, I actually did myself. I, I think my last bike was a, um, a KX500 two-stroke. Used to do enduro racing and so on. Uh, and then um, I got my EH and then I decided to turbo that. Uh, I went to Summonats 12, for instance, and – so again, you, you're brushing over it. Sorry, mate. This is a podcast. Oh, yeah, I'll right. slow you up a little bit. <laughs> so when you talk about turbocharging an EH back in the day, it's not a buy a Motec, buy a dash, buy a injectors, buy a plate. You're talking about handmade manifolds. It was actually a, a Garrett kit that I modified. There you go. Mm. And a carburetor? It was a, a three-inch SU. Yeah. Yep. See, a lot of the young fellas, you're saying it like as if people know what we're talking about. An SU is a side draft carburetor. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, turbo mounted, like uh, on the actual intake um, compressor housing of the turbo. And um, it was a really great car. Like, um, I still got it, actually. I got to drag it out of the shed. But um, back in the day, I took it to Summonats 12. That's how long ago it was last running. And um, I think I was about 50 horsepower short of winning the six-cylinder class. And that was, like, only at 300 horsepower or something, you know. So things have just gone so, so far nowadays. But... Mm. Yeah, it was a oh, very, but that uh, three hundred at the wheels in a six-cylinder Holden with a turbo—that was impressive back in the day. Like it's no joke. Like, mm. and that's probably what I'm trying to get at is nowadays when we talk, you know, 
everyone rattles off four digit sorry i should take that step back not everyone rattles off four digit numbers at the rear wheels but it is actually a semi common occurrence now whereas back in the day like again if you ran a 12 second quarter mile or you had 300 at the rear wheels that oh, yeah. was a very very fast car wasn't it yeah yeah definitely well especially one that was running on the streets yeah that's right yeah. a true street car probably were you driving it to work at this daily daily yeah. car yep. yeah we used to go on bike camps you know load up and chuck the h down into new south wales tow a trailer tow a trailer yeah just um yeah and it, it was very crude like to, to today's standards um like i had an old mcgee fuel injection system that um was pot adjustable my my so again sorry uh, this oh. is what i do sorry when you say pot adjustable you're talking about like a little and it's literally got dials on it Correct. and you're tuning different sections of rpm so no not even that advanced yeah so it was a an ecu that had screwdriver adjustable like load real basic real basic and very crude no ignition control whatsoever so i devised a way that i could retard the timing on load with an actuator and actually spun the dizzy in the diff in, in, in the in the um block sorry um yeah it seemed to work really well and uh, i think the whole thing only weighed like 1180 kilos so powder weight was quite good back yeah. in the day yeah Mm, absolutely. So what, so, what size motor are we talking about in the EH then? Oh, the big block 3.3 litre blue. <laughs> so, is that a motor retrofitted out of a Commodore? Is that yeah. where it came from? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, a lot of the times they were talking about red blocks, black blocks, those sort of things. Yeah. So, my EH had a uh, 186 originally, and um, I acquired a 12 port head Commodore blue motor block. And Collie Sleep, uh, Sleepy actually did um, minor head work on it at a time. And I was just all off the shelf Repco, like um, ACL stuff and whatever else. And yeah, it lasted for years. It was really good. And I could probably still start it today. I hooked up a battery. I don't know. But, yeah. Sounds like a challenge. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. But then you moved into the four-wheel drive scene because it, am I on the right track? You started working at ARB? Correct, yeah. So I was very fortunate to um, uh, to get an opportunity to work at ARB for Mark Lacey back in the day. And he, was, um, um, he started ARB in Rocky. And I was in the workshop and, um, yeah, just got really inspired. He was very, very good to me. He um, got me into the four-drive racing down at Cruiser Park. and R.I.P. Lane Cruiser Mount Park, he's yeah. talking about. Oh, not, yeah, not, not Mark Lacey. Lacey. Yeah, just yeah, so yeah. sure. <laughs> no <laughs> false news here. Yeah, then I um, – then well, fortunately, let's, let's go through that section because out of interest, like I know you, the, you acquired your GQ in this period of time, but we've talked about it a few times, haven't we, Josh, where – Back in these days, you actually went to the original Outback Challenge? Correct. And, you know, like if you turned up, well, you guys turned up on 35-inch mud tires. No, no, no. 33s. 33s. Yeah. Well, One, this is yeah, what we're trying yeah, to get yeah, to. Yeah. Like, and that was a wild, that was a competition car. They were bloody huge, mate. I yeah. couldn't wait to be able to afford a set of 33s. <laughs> You're bloody silly running those tires, young fella. 33s. There's, there's one other competitor at the whole Outback Challenge scene that had 35s, man. This oh, guy was cool. He yeah. had to specially order these things into Australia and yep. shit like that. So, yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. Because I think a lot of you well, young fellas don't realise because, you know, like in this day and age, it's the world of double locks and 37s. Mm. Everyone's got them. If you don't have triple bypass shocks, what are you doing? Easy because up until, let's say, 10 years ago, given it a little bit, like triple bypasses on patrols wasn't a real thing, was it? Mm. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, people couldn't understand what the hell they were for, you know. And under, yeah, so yeah, they're very customized the way they were installed and stuff like. That. So everything else, everything, every vehicle back in those days was bolt-on stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, um, well, it's interesting you say that because I want to get into the deeps of what you call bolt-on. But let's start with the GQ because you ended up with a factory so, rear locked eighty 
89. 89. Actually, late 88, actually, which is still related to that. And um, so <laughs> I love that because that's another conversation I want to have. So it was actually the Outback Challenge when we finished that on the way home. I had my whole car planned. It was either going to be a cool cab GQ Ute or a shorty. And um, so I, I acquired a, a diesel turbo kit that gave me the manifold for a TB42. Um, I did some crude. But the plan was always petrol? Always petrol. Always always petrol. petrol. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, people, I think Swaffy opened up the whole TD42 horsepower thing, yeah. and that was not even thought about back yep. in those days. So, yep. Oh, 100%. Like, like he was in his yeah, yeah, a lot he, of big things. I'm going back into like the old 75s when you were running the Outback Challenge and the old Red Girl. Mm. You know, like a turbo diesel was really just, you know, a bad thing to pull a trailer <laughs> yeah um you know even in the one h sets in the in the 97s like they they were okay but they just didn't they like they just didn't pull and then then you had uh you know all the uh, the injection guys come in like like swath and and started sticking more power into the things and they turned into bits of monsters in but Not yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. well in those early days honestly if you could get a hundred horsepower at the rear wheel to have a td you're doing pretty well yeah. like and i know that sounds crazy but that's reality we used to sell turbo kits, you know, for um, a lot of diesels. Like the TD, you'd sort of say, oh, you can get 50% more performance. So 50% of alcohol is still alcohol, really. So <laughs> I love it. In the, in the I love day, it. So. Oh, man, I can see our hate mail just lighting up yeah. about <laughs> hating turbo diesels. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so you, you, you acquired a TD manifold. Just and, yeah, and, TD uh, manifold. Got, got a message from Heath here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heath is very mad. <laughs> yeah, that guy uh, made me think very differently about <laughs> yeah. the horsepower need. Actually, and um, <laughs> anyway, so back in the day, so yeah, so I worked out the obviously TD or diesel manifolds fit. Then I bought a petrol, like a cruiser, um, um, if what, what are they? The um, four and a half liter cruiser turbo kit that's that gave me the turbo. I had the intercooler, obviously, the diesel, and I sort of because again, I, I suppose bringing it back, you can't just get on eBay oh, and buy a, buy oh. a quinoa like they, no, they're like no. the all the all the Hiroshima flame booms don't exist yeah. in this day, do they? Like you know, you either bought a Garrett. Or you bought something off Safari or MTQ. Yeah. Like there really wasn't like a million turbo options of or there was, but they were a lot of money, weren't they? And very old school. Yes. Yeah. So um basically these were Safari kits that I acquired that people sort of blew engines up and whatever on and sort of put this thing together. And throughout a week after hours, I actually converted my carbid TB forty two into a fuel injected vehicle, which is the first, you know, real fuel injection system put in. So I mean, I look back to what I did and the enthusiasm I had. I can't match that to today. Like <laughs> in a week, I'd I'd spend. And that's saying something. Yeah, like I ran um, like a Hall effect sensor off the ring gear, and I did that through a starter motor hole while the engine's still in the fire, like still still implanted. Yeah. And you think about it, you got two hundred eighty four bloody teeth, and I had to put three bolt heads in there. So there was a bit of calculation there and drilling and tapping the hard casing and nailed it. Like man, I got I'll pull that out later, and it was so accurate. And, um, yeah, so he made another race for that weekend or something, fuel injected. But. So originally using a factory Nissan fuel injected inlet? Definitely not. They weren't out. Oh, okay. So there was no fuel injected GQ in those days? Uh, probably not accessible, no. Or, or not, not available. That makes sense. So I used the old Carby manifold and I had like a, a mandrel, half a mandrel band with a, um, a Falcon throttle body. That gave me a TPS and... You know, of course, the diesel plumbing and um, uh, Mark Lacey actually sponsored me half the computer, an Ultronic SMC back in the day. It was a pretty cool bit of gear. And I had to work out how to use all this. And a, a really, really good person, um, Ashley Bolt, nailed, is a name that you need to get on here. This yeah, guy's got a lot of stories too. Very much. 
Yeah, so he helped me uh, work this thing out, and um, he's just amazing. Yeah, this, this guy. Anyway, um, yeah, injected this thing. I think I sweated out. Um, that's where I got. Uh, that's where I drilled the manifold, the carbon manifold, welded in these inserts for the injectors. It was very crude, but geez, it worked. Like, I mean, I was only making, I think three, it turned out I was only making 235 horsepower but back in those days. That, oh, that's, that's what lot. I was going to say. And again, we've got it. We got, I always prefix this 230 at the rear wheels in the day was a very fast car. That well, patrol was fast. We are saying in the day, what year are you talking about here, Russ? Like early 90s? Look, I was only forty back then, so it would have been. That, that uh, was. I actually reckon Josh that twenty-five was, years ago. That was cold <laughs> as ice, early nineties. No, 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 no. I'm just, I just put it out there. I'd be we, saying ninety-five, ninety-six, sure. something like that. Well, yeah, I It was in that period though, two thousand, and that the outback challenge was big, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And by the time I finished school, like your patrol was well known. <laughs> See what he just did there? <laughs> threw, threw everyone I'm, under the I'm bus just, there. I'm just saying it's, it's, I'm just hiding over here. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is it's just nice being the youngest for once. Like, no, yeah. but you're absolutely right because, again, we used to do – remember when they used to do those dyno comps down in Rocky and, like, if you rolled off 114 or 120, that was a fast car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Nissan Silvia with a turbo kit was, like, if you could run over 200, it was quite a performance-orientated mm. car. Yeah. It's hard to believe. I turned my patrol while you were still in nappies. Probably. That's pretty cool. I'm Probably. That's, that's yeah, not true, but I, I mean, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the patrols didn't we exist. Went, I mean, and I mean, the next weekend we went to Sony, Sioni Park. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, he was in nappies, yeah, definitely, at 20. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say, is if you turn it five years ago, it's probably accurate. So it's interesting, Mason, because you, you're you essentially saying that you built it with competition in mind. Like, you wanted that performance. You wanted you built your own auto? Uh, not back then. I was, um, look, the RE4 Nissan Auto was just unknown back in those days. So... A lot of guys had a go at it and stuff like that, and I ended up taking it on myself because um, I just was throwing money at it. And, um, yeah, things have progressed a lot since then. So even so, even, so for us non-patrol oh, – I'm a patrol guy, but – so is an RE4 the Ooh. same? No. So it's a GU box, right? Or is it a GQ box GQ, as well? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't realise that. Yeah. So the overdrive switch you hit in the GQ. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha, I yeah. understand. So they went right through in a lot of forms, but um, – up to the yeah GU um, yeah four and a half liters basically and and the three liter patrols, and that gets you into racing because is your initial toe dip into four wheel drive performance at Land Cruise Mountain Park is that oh definitely like it's a tour fun machine but yeah just to have that that main competition once a year at Land Cruiser Park was just um, definitely something a highlight yeah yeah because again guys we're talking about May Day at Land yeah. Cruiser Mountain Park mm. that was like an institution it was in Queensland huge. Yeah. And, and I think probably um, just to put some light on it too Russ has always had this plan that the car needs to drive there and drive home like if you if you know if you've known Russ for any length of time and we've all been through the pain. But, you know, it, it has to drive there and he has to drive it home and God forbid you ever put something on to tow it and he's going to cry. You know? <laughs> yep. It it did put that – it did uh, definitely um, concrete that thought process when you're racing it. The risk you take, you had to minimise that risk as much as possible but still be very comp- – well, as competitive as you can. Yeah. So are you suggesting that that might have actually been a, an advantage for you that you knew that you had to drive it home so therefore you might not have gone – you're at 95 rather than 105? Well, I think when the stopwatch Because I was going to say, I can tell you some stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. Like, I mean, um, when that stopwatch is on you, you just, you're in a different mindset. Yep. Yeah, I guess. Mm. I mean, I did a trip with you one time to Land Cruiser Mountain Park, and I actually did pack a pair of motorcycle goggles in the car because I thought there was a fair chance we were probably coming home with no windscreen. 
I never told you that. Yeah, but I, 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 I did. <laughs> but I that's did an interesting time because that was a period of time, really, before this man here. No one trailered their cars to Land Cruiser Mount Park, did we? We all drove them. We, you know, competed for the weekend and then attempted to drive them home in various states of broken parts. And mm. you know, I'd, well, I'd actually like a show of hands here. Who actually has not driven home with Russell with a, without a windscreen? <laughs> Me, I'm the only one oh, that hasn't. Wow, it didn't happen that often. Really. <laughs> yeah, actually, you in the car once. Oh, that, <laughs> this I, one time. Look, I've got to, I've got to tell this story. This is, this is one of the funniest stories out. I, oh, here we go. I'm waiting for this. Yeah, yeah, as soon yeah. as you got mentioned, you're going to be here tomorrow. I knew this was going this, to come. This has to come out. It's probably good a time to do it. But uh, we were down at a uh, good mate of ours um, for Australia Day, wasn't it? Down at down Steve, Be Steve. Um... Yeah, at Stevie's place. Yeah, yeah we're down there. No, that was the second time. The first time we were up at uh, up at Five Rocks. Oh yeah, at our place. You, you guys, yeah, no. place. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say yeah. that started oh, yeah, at no, our yeah, place. Yeah, we went dug yeah. at our place. Go, right. Going for a bit of a dung through the bush. Yes. And um, got the old dog going off here, <laughs> chasing, <laughs> chasing sheep. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't and, want to talk. Anyway, about we're, we're... I agree, mate. Don't talk about this. Change the subject. Yeah. Change the subject. We just got to get. <laughs> Hang on, I'll just I'll just find a friend to get rid of a dog. R Russell's. Russell's flapping sausages <laughs> under the table. Oh, wowzers. What? Wowzers. I put my fly back up. And, and, you, oh. and, you thought, um, and you thought come to HQ was a good idea for a studio. <laughs> oh, why do you do live podcasts? You can't plan this stuff. But uh, hey, hey, just so I you just know, learned too, two minutes a... ago this was going live. I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, Go. we've had a few people actually uh, message in, mate. And for some reason, Alan Cornick has um, sent in an emoji with a hand up as well. So well, he, he wants an answer. Oh, oh no, he's no. been in the car. That's yes. what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying I he's been it. in the car. Right. No, but so let's get back to the, well, Bill will tell his story in a second. I'm sure of this, but so the, the Mayday thing, because I think that that's something that shaped not just racing locally in CQ in off-road as a whole, because like, you know, you're, you're around the era when you were racing Clayton Chapman, you know, mm, Amy yeah. Chapman, who, who was, Amy Perry in those days, you know, there's a lot of guys like, let's talk about Mr. Sheet Metal, you know, like all oh. of these guys come out of an era in Queensland. I know it's a Queensland oh, thing. Normie Walters. Um, there's so yeah. many great names and so many great people. It's been a, a, an awesome, yep. yeah. More mm. drivers, just the community is just fantastic. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? And mm. I think that, you know, that Alban deserves, and we talk about this a bit when we talk on um, off-road racing, don't we, when yep. we commentate, about how Alban and, um, deserves a lot of respect and oh, you know, a lot of credit. Credit. That's yep. the word I was looking 100%. for. I apologize because, yeah. yeah, like really in the four-wheel drive industry and the off-road racing thing, he did a lot for the sport, oh, I yeah. feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it and created, and I know guy. at the end it got a little bit wild, and mm. that's that's sort of seems to be the thing that's going on at the moment. But back in those days, if you knew Land Cruiser Mountain Park in the 2000s, that, gee, I don't know if I like this word, but anyway, I was going to use the word groomed a lot of very, very good competitive drivers because it was very difficult to compete there. If This is what I guess I'm trying to get at. If you could win at Land Cruiser Mountain Park, you could go to rally, to cliffhanger, oh, yeah. to and you'd have a fair chance. Yeah, you definitely got to test your skills out in every form. You yeah. know, whether it be winch challenges, like you know, um, steering a vehicle at high speed, or high, probably higher nowadays than what they were, but still pretty quick. And um, had the, the track set up. And the good thing about Land Cruiser Park was the whole party weekend. So yes, you did compete, but then you'd pack up your, you put your helmet back in your tent, and 
load the fridge up and off you go all night. Yeah. Just in all the extreme tracks. Yep. Turn up in the morning at quarter to race race time <laughs> and refuel and next thing you're lined up again. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it was just big weekends. It was yeah. very, very good. And I think it taught us all a lot of skill sets and and yeah, particularly you, because I, I see that obviously, I mean, you're the other thing that probably people don't understand is how much you drive your car. Like, you know, it's gone through various different builds because we started off talking about so it was 4.2 in these days mm, yes and then obviously through let's let's start talking about the progression then so you know you start getting you raced it a fair bit at land cruise mount park yeah did you do other because rally was more four and a half days i think it was a four and a half later then yeah yep. so 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 the progression here guys is if you're interested in some mason history then it's 4.2 you, you tell us block yep. but 4.5 crank no, no, no. So um, I this is before the 4.8 day. So I managed to get hold of a four and a half litre. They were fairly new at the time. And um, so it was a weekend change out. So I um, unbolted the 4.2 and I put the 4.5 in and that obviously exposed a heap of issues. But um, yeah, I was injected. So I got a, uh, I, I sweated out Falcon fuel injected nozzles out of a Falcon motor and I used my shower curtain stainless rod that I had just lying around. So I love and that's that. still going to today. That's unreal. Um, <laughs> oh, just so many sort of dodgy things back in the day. Anyway, um, and and then uh, – See, I think where I got the conversation now that I think about it and you've said that, did you put 4.2 rods in the 4.5 because they were beefier? I did eventually because uh, first I went down to Mud Bulls to compete and then the pig pen I did a four-wheel drive donut and next thing bent all these rods and I went, oh, that's not good. So, yeah, I got my old man actually come up from Brisbane actually towed us home behind a – uh, what was that? A Triano, force on a Triano, and I was just dead yeah. weight on the strap, and I'm all the oh, way yeah. rocky. <laughs> well, you're talking Daihatsu Toronto. No, no, uh, Nissan. Oh, Nissan okay, Nissan like, like, uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. And I know uh, the I know the car you're talking about, a little boxy thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I pulled it down. I, I worked out that geez, these four point two rods should bolt in. They're about seventy grams heavier, and so I ran that for a long time. And um, I ended up tipping them over a little bit. Those rods and. Um, so then I sort of worked out that a 4.8 crank, I can make that fit. So I machined up this a, a little sleeve on the snout and, and, um, but so you brushed over that quick. So again, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it, he now has a 4.5 with a 4.8 crank in it. Yep. And, uh, with Quillo rods. I love and, the way he says, yep. 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 Normal, normal and, stuff. And, and good news, I sorted the dog. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> You're the man. Is it dog for dinner? Was, was. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, I got custom, um, pistons cause I, I was throwing factory pistons at it, you know, and, um, um, yeah, so I got a part number through C, CP pistons, which is my custom design, um, because of the stroke, I had to sort of like step the piston to control the compression ratio and all that sort of stuff. And I spent a heap of hours understanding porting and so on. And, um, yeah, still run that probably my second cylinder head, I think with all that work on it, even to today. A cylinder head that you've done yourself in yeah. your shed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And single cam, obviously. I mean, just yeah, still old school. Yeah. yeah. Um, valve springs, all that sort of stuff, and um, and all done. Just so we again, ladies and gentlemen, this man, and I'm not talking you down because we love this stuff. We all love this stuff. Is the fact that it's all done in? It's essentially a large. Am I allowed to call it a two bay shed or a single yeah. and a half? Oh, she's a six by six. Yeah. 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 It's got lathe so, in it and yep. everything else. Yeah. So this is, you know, like building all these things. It's not in some exotic, you know, workshop with, you know, uh, CNC cutters and that. Like you're building this stuff essentially in your shed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I bought a lathe and stuff like that. Well, and, well uh, actually, while I was wrangling the dog, have we 
touched on winches yet. No, no well, we're, we're getting to we, all of this, yeah. We, we, we're we're got just talking motors. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've, I've got to put my hand up again, even though I got interrupted by the dog. Um, Russ first started mucking around with these uh, low-mount winches, you know, in the day when everyone was running high mounts and they had some geared-up winches in there. And and um, I, I heard you mention at the start with the four-wheel drive thing, legends. I don't know if you'd call me a legend. I'd, I'd call I'd, you a legend, Bill. I, I broke a lot of stuff. And, and I really listen, people flocked to watch you on stage. That's what I can tell you. They did do that, but I know I don't think I won a damn thing. <laughs> but anyway, I had a lot of fun. By the uh, spectators' hearts. But, yeah. but Russ and I, um, when, when Russ was at uh, ARB, we used to, you know, come back from Taroom because we were living in Taroom at that stage. And we'd come back up to Rocky. And the first port of call was always ARB if the lights were on. And we'd, we'd roll in there, and Russ would be. You know, trying to bend some rings back straight or something like that. And we, <laughs> we, Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. Yeah, yes, it yeah, is. yeah, definitely. Going through the, <laughs> no, it is not. Go, I've go. seen it with my own eyes. I know. Or, or a chassis, yeah. one of the two. I mean, yeah, rings or it, chassis. That was usually it. Hey, Dan, which bearing do you think looks best? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> so, so we rocked up there and he's telling me about this winch and we were going to a, going to the winds challenge back with uh, Swaffy and the boys back in the days. And, and we, we thought we'd um, – uh yeah he mentioned this stuff about dropping a planetary out of a out of a uh, low mount winch and it'd be it'd have to be fast and we're like we're you know, obviously you know 10 beers deep and we're like yeah yeah i agree it'd have to be fast so anyway we're, we're going to the race he said if i build one would you put it in your car and and i thought yeah shit, yeah i'll put it in and literally we were at the race russ turns up with this winch puts it in the front of the 75 series and we hit the button on this thing, and it literally flew. You just ski behind it. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, so is this one motor or two at those? There's only it's one motor. Still only one motor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we 24 volted it, but and and that's a 12 volt motor that was 24 volted. And um and yeah, you touch the button on that sucker, you could water ski behind. Mm. And but it had no power. Like it, it well, it had power, but not, not enough torque. Not yeah. enough torque. So anyway, we probably the the first hill we made it look amazing because I just held it on the limiter and we basically drove like this winch wall to the top and then the rest of the weekend was a disaster but but you know not to be outdone like next thing russ has worked out how to put you know two two motors on it and on and on and on and three motors and then three yeah. motors and and then the the, the free spill too tell them mm. about the free spill yes yeah, so i made a three a free spill that sandwiches between the uh the factory gearbox and the drum mount sound about 29 mil it uses a dog clutch arrangement so it defaults to lock and um actually the dog's actually an air locker part because we know they're fairly reliable and um yeah it's been the same design ever since really i still use it today yeah and it was very competitive i remember it personally like seeing how fast they were because the gearing obviously what let's talk some gearing numbers just for the the folks at home like what's a what's a normal number like 156 to one's our standard high mount and then you're talking like a 216 to one is a standard magnum style worn winch yeah. and you're talking what well the standard high mount was about 136 and then the uh Oh, 130, yeah, something like that. A nine and a half thousand or nine thousand pound winch or the later versions, 156. And then you go your slower, like, uh, you know, like your tay bars and stuff like that. They're all 218 or whatever. So if you get your 156 ratio, I could turn them into 28 to one as one option. <laughs> That's insane. And so, <laughs> one option, like the supercharged option. And, yeah. and again, you, you're talking about you ended up machining plates and you're running essentially like a Gilmer style drive. Is that the right sort of idea? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that style. Of like a belt drive. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like a belt and, drive. And these things, I mean, they've proven to be super. Because I remember the other side, now I know you're not going to toot your own horn because that's not who you are, but 
there was a lot of talk early on that, you know, they were going to do this and they were going to do that. And they were, That'd but, never I mean, work. That they, Other than the fact, take this how you want. This is my opinion. You can tell me I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. They're probably not a great recreational winch, are they? Because they are very fast. Yeah, they're not practical. They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're not designed for the average guy just Tony. Like, when I say they're fast... I've seen cars end up on their sides very, very quick because 26 to 1 is moving. They're, they're like great skin. for playing tricks on your navvy. They are. Mm. They yeah. definitely are. Especially someone unsuspecting. <laughs> Hang on to this. <laughs> but, but for a competition winch, yeah, I mean, they are Fantastic. brilliant. Yeah. They are so, like, these cars literally look like they're driving up. And again, so what year did you develop that? Are we talking 08, 09? I did that 07. That's the first winch challenge with a steel cable and i just 24 volts a my steel cable oh my goodness <laughs> see people shudder at that now Look, I, I remember russ telling me hey, like don't do that plasma stuff you just, plasma you i happy. remember this conversation too actually cable is where it's at yeah <laughs> that plasma it falls apart all the time there's like a hundred hundred dollars a foot <laughs> that's the real problem yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, he's yeah. got off so, so, is what he got but, but what, what's more important the cost or the weight that it saves you having a fiber listen i'm going to talk to you about that rag thing i heard <laughs> That is so wrong. <laughs> he swears it's a true story. True story. True <laughs> he story. swears. Although I know Josh Curran, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I might be on your side in a second. I might have been a carton deep pulling your leg. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. They were wild nights. But did you or did you not run out of fuel in the GPS stage? Oh. oh at, at, which oh, one? Actually, Which oh, one? Oh, we still won. At That's all about. No, at three car in in. Not low. I mean, in at, Rocky. Uh, Sioni. At Sioni. Sioni. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember it. But... Ah, that's all right. You were probably a carton deep then too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, this leads us to, because that's where I was going. I know we were talking competition, but we we're talking May Day competition. Where and when was the decision made that, you know, I've, I've gone to, because you've got some great stories about going to the Cape. You've got hmm. some great stories about going to Tasmania, but you're like, do you know what I need? I need to uh, tow a trailer or wherever I'm doing and go and do some competition because was XWC, Dave Metcalf's, your yeah. first winch? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, so I was always into center of gravity, so low, but good wheel travel, you know, and um, so I turned up to this winch challenge and I was parked against these tall guys. Like mm. the winch challenge trucks were tall. Primarily. They were very big. Yeah, if you didn't have a seven-inch lift, you weren't winch challenging yeah. back in those days. Yeah, and uh, I remember Dave Metcalf, and he's a legend again. He bought winch challenges to the scene really yeah back in the day and um anyway so i pulled i pulled up there with me standard gearbox an air ram operating me, me free spill factory lever um it was really hard to pull the cable out lucky even navi was pete lateral and he was like a footballer that could just muscle that thing out and um anyway we entered and we and uh, actually this brings back memory about you billy you bastard <laughs> um oh the so, turntables so so we um so we competed all day and we no I, I we just did what we did you know as best we could and whatever the outcomes whatever the outcome you know and it, apparently we sort of started doing all right you know and um I blew the brushes oh, out of me humble apparently we did okay anyway we, I burnt the brushes out on me in me four and a half four point six horsepower motor I think in those days yeah on the me low mount because I must have uh, punched out when when it was still coming in on twenty four volt anyway apparently it's not a cool thing to do so I had to pull my winch apart and sort of change these brushes out. I got my winch later. We we're on the pierce. Billy comes along with this bloody sawn up bit of uh, firewood and does decides to play lawn bowls through all my parts and tools and shit. And uh, this must be midnight by the time that stage finished. Anyway, about three o'clock in the morning after he eats the pierce and whatever, I've gone into bed uh, into into the swag and Billy's f forgot where his swag was. So I think he commandeered someone else's swag. 
So he's gone head first in his swag. This poor old boy, <laughs> mate's just turned up, seen his boots out of his swag. And, oh, oh, and I think you told me they're off. <laughs> poor old mate. I think you found a car to sleep in. <laughs> uh, anyway, they were, they were really good nights. Yeah, they were good times. Again. This would be a true story, no Billy Getty. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, I understand yeah. this story. I've lost yeah. my swag to Billy Getty's before. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was the day that we uh, it was upside down and we couldn't find your car keys. Remember that? Yes, Billy okay. happened. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> that's only because you were scared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared. And don't tell Billy where you're sleeping. Yeah, hide. Yeah. No, just hide. Rookie usually, usually, I, swear, I set my swag up too early that mm-hmm. night. That's the don't ever, as well. no. Yeah, too early. As hard as it is when you're drunk trying to set the swag, you must do it at point of. Sleeping. Yep. Yeah. But that actually led to, uh, I, again, did you win that event? Second. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. Win. Yeah, win. Yeah. 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 So that's what I mean. Like, uh, you really, because that was a stronghold. You know, you had the likes of what? Laurie Sternberg back. Um, Normie Walters. Normie yeah. Walters. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, there was a swamp donkeys would have been there probably. Mark Thomas yeah. would have been, like, as in Mark Thomas swamp donkeys. Yeah, it might have been. He might have had Toadie's uh, camper van there with his ute that he was competing in at the yes. time or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. was a thing. Like, remember early wagon days with Swampy? Yep. Oh, that was pretty mm. cool. And then the other one was, um, who was pretty big was Mr. Sheet Metal. He was mm. driving the Greg's yep. car at the time. Absolutely. Sheet is pedaling the hell out of his class five now, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Which he built himself. When but... he gets that thing that it actually hangs together at that pace, it's going to be fast for a class. Like, I don't mean that. For a class five, but yeah. man, at, at the dawn, Sheedy was flying. Yeah. You can you can remember Russ like um Sheedy in that blue GQ, like, yeah, and, yeah. And the speed stages though. The, he was a he was quick. I entered a rally down at um out of Brisbane. There was a Queensland rally thing, and he he's he's there. He was really good. Like I hardly knew the guy. He's just like, oh Russ, do you need a hand and whatever else before the rally? And I thought, oh, I'm right, and met him down there. I think he pedaled his. Datsun or something he had at the time. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah. his background, isn't and it? I don't think I've oh, seen yeah. we, we should say yeah. Michael Ranson is the guy's name. We're all calling him Sheedy, but yeah. it's Michael Ranson. And, yeah, back in the day he came in, he was another one that exploded into the scene. Like, mm. very cool in, in that 45 right video. Steer. Yeah. And can steer, yeah. And, and, and could bomb hills. Remember that? Well, well, man, he yeah. um he turned up with his push bike. I think he steered left and it went right. And that confused yeah. a lot of – gave a lot of people some headaches when they hit the deck. Love it. Mm. And that's something you would have loved, wouldn't it? Was that doing your head in? You just had to learn how to do it? No. No. Yes, it did. (laughs) No, but so that's awesome. So obviously that dipped the toe in the water for the winch challenge stuff. Because then you had a bit of a, like a renaissance, didn't you? Like, I mean, was it not long after that that you went to Cliffhanger? Yeah, Cliffhanger. Um, so, because I mean, let's again, in case you haven't noticed, that's a big jump, Mason. You're like, okay, I'll do a weekend fine running around the Super Rally Cross. Then you're like, oh, I might win XWC, and then I might, oh, I'll just drive my streaker. I know it didn't tell the story, but you know, I'm going to drive my GQ to Cliffhanger and then have a crack at it, and have a crack. He did. Well, very fortunate that uh, ARB, um, Greg. He uh, took over ARB from, from Mark Lacey. He moved down to Brisbane. And um, and uh, he decided to take on a winch comp truck. It was a TD at the time. And I did um, a 4.8 conversion in it. And it was like fresh, man. It was like fresh air. So that, that got trucked down. That's when I think Billy – oh, there's some nuisance and, to this one. There's like <laughs> Billy, Shane Marsden. Corey. Corey Howe. <laughs> um, anyway, so well, this opens up a whole can of – Learned, do it actually. we've got time but um so billy just got his pilot's license by that oh, time. No, i had it a while i had it for a little while yeah right yeah so shane mars and hates flying right and um so they'll jump in this plane and uh we're already down there i think um the cat your cattle truck took us down there i think uh Did we no, the kingy kingy, kingy took took the cattle, i think kingy, yeah. kingy, kingy took you down something. yeah yeah right yeah 
anyway, so we're waiting there and we're just, um, you know, on the pierce and whatever else. The day before, this aircraft just come flying over real low. Like, I mean, the Spoonie was there and so on. And um, and everyone's just like ducked, you know. And uh, here's Billy oh, trying to find an airstrip to land on because it's like in the middle, of, like just outside, of, near Broken Hill somewhere anyway. And um, Wycliffe's on it, yeah. Wycliffe. Yeah, Cobra. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, and this. Anyway, that's finally got picked up and they turned up at our camp and Mars was green, like dead set. He was dead set green. Oh, dead set, yeah. He, we, he so did not so enjoy yeah, it. when we were flying in, like Corey's up beside me and 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 I'm flying and Corey's like a typical Corey, he's like right into it. He's got his maps and he's like, Oh yeah, give me a go and he's he's wheeling the plane. Anyway, as we're coming in, the, the clouds, we're above the clouds because it's smoother up there and you're like you know, I didn't know Master didn't like flying. Yeah, Hound Dog was not comfortable. No, I don't know why he got in. But, but anyway, he's Peer in pressure. There. <laughs> and he's in there like the Ever Ready Bunny bounce. Oh, no, you weren't in there. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. So so Mars in there at the back and, and we're, we're coming in. And the cloud's coming under us and we sort of like, I've talked to Corey and, and you wouldn't believe it, halfway along the intercom stopped working. So Corey and I could talk, but Marsden couldn't hear a thing we were saying. <laughs> So for all he knew, starts getting real nervous. <laughs> we're freaking dying. He so, thinks that you deliberately so yeah, turned it off. So, so yeah, we're flying along, and and oh, there's a bit of a gap in the clouds. I said, oh well, we better get under the clouds so we can actually see what we're doing. So I roll the plane over, go through the clouds, and we're flying around. And from that moment, Marsden dead set thought we were going to die. <laughs> and so we fly down, and and if you're at Cobar, that's interesting that, for the man, like the wild man that Marsden is. I I, I didn't pick that. I didn't pick that either. No. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah. Turns anyway. out, sorry, it turns out that Marsden also likes frogs and snakes. <laughs> Not. Not. There you it's go. Great. It's great. So, yeah. so anyway, we're cruising around under the, under the clouds and, and, you know, found the airstrip. And, and my, you know, that's the checkoff point. You're like, oh, cool. Found where we've got to land. And, you know, for me, it's the place to land. It's a mailbox. It's a driveway that's straight. And it's marked on the, on the map and it's marked on the GPS. So you tick that off. Then we go like, hey, I wonder where the race is. And you look over. It's Cobar. So you just look over the horizon. There's a cloud of dust. And you're like... I reckon that'll be it. So we trim the old plane up, get up for about 180 knots, and we're cruising along, and we're like, let's buzz these suckers. And, and Corey's like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm in. And yeah. obviously we can't hear what Marsden's thought on this. Is. He's like, no, I don't like this idea. <laughs> well, he's probably saying that. Yeah. But anyway, we're about, yeah, we're about bloody 300 feet, full tits around the corner, and we're straight over the camp, and um, oh, one of the boys was on top of a truck. He thought he was going to die. Oh, Spoonie. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we, on we the come phone. back. Oh, that was great. Straight back to the airstrip, yeah, set her up, put her in, landed, got out, and Corey and I are like high five, and this is great. Marsden gets out and goes, Don't fucking talk to me. I'm not getting back in that. <laughs> he's, he's like, literally. <laughs> and we're like, I'm like, what man? He's he's full on freaking out. He he thought he was gonna die. But anyway. Yeah, that was good times. And um that's remember at that event too, there's an old emu that was dead in the creek. And um, King. and Wowzers. so so King. we're we're in the work unit of ARB with is, is this where Billy's love of smoking? So no, no. I, I'll honestly say I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so so anyway, so officers, all me and Emu, um, on the on the work comp truck, and um, anyway, so we're on the piss and we get back and we thought, oh, fuck, we've got to get some sleep. We got comp next day. Anyway, so I end up in my swag with a bloody loading ramp under me swag. Thanks, guys, and um, with all the ribs on it. And I hear this chop, chop, and laughing and giggling, chop, 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 and it turns out they've managed to chop these legs off this, of this bloody um, uh, I mean, of this emu, and they zip tied it a spoonie. Just, just to clarify, guys, previously dead, already dead, <laughs> yeah, already oh, dead. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not legless. No. Yeah, like, it ended alive. up legless. Yeah. 
And uh, so they've zip tied these legs on Spoonie's comp truck on the, on the spokes of his wheels. And um, so he woke up in the morning pretty confused about it all. How did this happen? Obviously, Queenslanders get a bad name wherever we go. Yeah. And especially Central Queensland. Yes. Anywhere you go, including Vegas, Reno, hey, Baja. Woo, woo, woo. No, no. I've heard it. Believe is me. Common to... Yeah, yeah. There yeah, is yeah, actually. Yeah. Or Cornick. Or Cornick. Yeah, right or, or, um, or uh, Corey. Yeah, Corey. Corey seems like the common denominator. <laughs> Corey, Corey, definitely. Got to get, get Corey and Cornick on here too. Oh, we've been trying. But, yeah, yeah listen, um, uh, yeah, so that leads us to the cliffhanger thing because am I – so you ran through cliffhanger in this GQ. It's registered. It's a streetcar. 35-inch Symexes. I think that? they were at the time. Yep. Oh, no, they were they were actually worth 37s. They might have been back in the day, yep. but – I feel what? like you're lying to me. There's no way no. Mason ran 37. No, 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 no. They'd be you. too heavy. Oh, no, no. no, no. He, yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm talking more about your shorty yeah. specifically okay. because um, you were running on like, say, a 35. And were you still running a uh, homemade set of LTRs in those days? Or was this Pretty much. Yep. So, yeah. so, again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening along at home just to understand how much rust tinkers. You, I'm Crazy. paraphrasing. I know a little bit about your I can't car. Mate. You remembered this. I remember a little, little bits of pieces. You lifted the shock mount essentially and the coil mount, ran 80 series coils um, or Jeep coils. No, 80 series, or, I think. 80. There, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, because they were Jeep shock absorbers, because they were the longest OME open to close length. They were like comp spec OME ones, and you added the LTRs to a set of nitro charges. Am I on the right track? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so the LTRs. It pains him, but yeah. it's, it's true. <laughs> so the remote canister sort of obviously looked pretty good. And um, yeah, so I machined apart the end of the seal, sort of set up and sort of changed the valving over, and that was a pretty crude way to get a remote canister shock in the, in the car. Yeah, because to be honest, Mason, we're talking about like an LTR in those days, and again, I'm talking 2001, two, three, 2000. Well, not exactly. like we're 99, talking, 99 was my current cliffhanger. Not so 99, 99 yeah. and you're talking like these things were like, am I lying? Three thousand dollars in 2000. Oh, no, they were, um, yeah, it might have been 500 bucks each or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so it was like yeah. 2000. Yeah. And you got to understand, you're buying nitro charges at what 114 dollars. Like yeah. So, just, just to give you guys, because again. This is where it gets hard with this podcast, and we're talking about the old days because we are old boys now, apparently. But people didn't spend two thousand dollars on a bypass shock for a Nissan Patrol. Like that wasn't a thing. Like it's not reality in those days. So not for a street car, it didn't like even it was, exist. Yeah. So you know, like it, it's interesting because again, you sort of get on Instagram and scroll through, and you see all these coil over seventy nines and bits and pieces. But that again. That wasn't a thing back in those days. So to have a custom-made set of LTRs, so you had a remote res in a nitro charger on a custom-length shock, it was pretty pretty groundbreaking, revo- groundbreaking yeah. revolutionary. Yeah. Like not many people had that sort of stuff, mate. Game. And it's, see, I know, I know you don't – game changer. I know you don't <laughs> like saying that, but for the sake of people at home, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that if you're a young fella at home and you've got a GQ or an 80 or a – whatever i know you don't like this word but a jeep you don't necessarily have to spend a billion dollars to create you know you don't have to tick all the boxes like i know it's nice to be able to but there's a lot of stuff you can do if you tinker away in your little two-bay shed and create your own little you know piece of amazing bits of gear and it's always good yeah and it's competitive it's it's you know like again it's proven a lot of things more than competitive yeah because well sorry we are jumping around this is what this podcast did but we're talking about cliffhanger we're talking about emus on spokes but that leads us to, you did very well at that cliffhanger. 
Yeah, actually, I got my timelines way wrong, man. It was uh, 99 when I bought, 99 when I bought the patrol. And I think it was the first winch challenge was, it was actually a cliffhanger my patrol, 07. Yep, that makes Still sense. Still on all my yep. new um, yep. remote. Well, what, what year was the first CQ? Because you did CQ, so that must have been 06. Six Because we five. did it in 08. Yeah. Yep. So, and that would have been a couple of years in. So, you you were competing at that stage. That was probably the – I mean, you're competing at Land Cruise Mountain Park, but I'm talking about competing yeah, in winch challenges. challenges. Yeah. And um, I was very lucky to actually go there. So, Greg um, uh, from ARB, he couldn't make it. And um, so, he gave me the entry. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, you I had, this you that, that, yeah, that was the white GQ. GQ. Yeah. Uh, and, GQ. Um, yeah. So – Gave me the entry. So I had a week and a half to get my car to suit the CCDA rules and all the rest of it. So, man, I just ripped out this checklist and um, I just started punching away at things like roll cage mods to meet those standards. And the list was way beyond what I could deal with. But I had a lot of – a couple of innovative ideas like um, winching sort of through a mouthpiece That's and right. stuff like yeah. that. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, like so, so bringing that back, that was obviously because the low mount was so fast yeah. that you – crikey. Wowzers. Didn't want to take – a well, hand off the wheel or well i didn't want to stop winching when you got a good line so there's i couldn't think of any other way you can take a hand off the wheel and hit something without steering and you know, yes. i had a steering quick now i think i might have, oh, i might not have had that back then actually but um yeah so i used to grab this mouthpiece which i set up a little this is like the bottom of the list like this is like if i get time so the night before i think i silicon this micro 3 a.m i've got time <laughs> yeah and, I, um, I should get 10 minutes of sleep nah well the guys are going to keep me awake anyway i might as well pick something <laughs> yeah that's it yeah so had this thing velcro in the roll case put in my mouth at the bottom of the winch wall and just hammered in and that was great just kept winch i just had to remember to open my mouth up before i hit the tree Thank you too. So, Imagine that you bite down and just keep switching. That's crazy. I'd never yeah, thought about like, that. Like, like the kid on the kid on the uh, YouTube videos that just like pins it on the peewee. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Clench up. It's the wrong thing. Yeah. And the first time it actually got used was on the first winch football at uh, Cliffhanger. And we, we got down there, and Kingy, um, he was my navvy, and he didn't have time to even get his head around the GPS. So we were new at a lot of things. You Tell know? me, he didn't use the mouthpiece as well. No. Okay. No. Cool. lucky for him and um yeah so i was changing tires like cymexes on rims at the event because it just ran out of time before we started day before like you know how stiff those bloody cymexes are and putting i think i still got some somewhere (laughs) wow (laughs) wow they'd have an expiry date yeah you don't need air in those ones Uh, can you even buy them anymore no i don't think so i guess i'm going to they would like yeah (laughs) there you go they're only 20 years out of date (laughs) yeah do it do 180 k's it's amazing yeah, I think my slime actually used to stretch to 37 inches or some of the speeds we'll reach. And I think you, you I remember know. when they come out and um, they had the jungle trekkers? Oh, yeah. Loved them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you had a Cessna. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. When you're driving downtown. Absolutely. I like how you used to have to set up the sidewalls to turn a corner about maybe, maybe I don't know. It depends on the speed you're doing. But, yeah, about a third before the corner swirling, you have to start yeah, stretching things More around. Like, yacht, really. Yeah. Set the tack around. Set yeah. the Scandinavian flick into the corner <laughs> to get the, yep. No, yeah. they are a wild bits of gear. So mm. you raced on Cymexes that year? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's a, like, because, well, sorry, man. Again, I know we keep jumping around, but to, you were originally, am I on the right track? You originally wanted to drive down to Cliffhanger with a yep. trailer, and then yep. everyone talked you out of it. Yeah, I think Kingy didn't prefer that option. Yeah. So yeah. he offered his trailer and, and his vehicle and towed down. Yeah, it was great. Brilliant. Because there was a crew going down from Central Queensland in those days. It was big. It was oh. three three cars. Jukesy. 
Yep. Did you, he compete that time though? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jukesy. No, no, was he? No, he wasn't. No, because he actually took me back to camp. When, oh, no, that wasn't his. No, no, Jukesy was in his. Um, he was too. Jukesy yeah. was in his 100. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a couple of cars that from CQ that might have gone that year. Oh, I, I think know. you're right, actually. And the GQ mm. would have, in my shorty, it would have been, actually. Yeah, the Ute was different. Yeah. yeah. But it was, uh, it was super impressive anyway, because then where does that lead you after all this learning and all this racing and all this moving? What, what was your first outcome? Um, well, that uh, that event, I actually broke a, a rear, smashed a, a, broke a rear axle. It was about 30 k's out of the camp. So by the time I got back to camp, the whole diff center was destroyed. So we tried to winch it out and uh, poor, it's funny. At so pace. At pace. <laughs> so they're competing. We're losing positions. Like we're pretty well up on the on the top end of the, the leaderboard there. And um, so got this diff center out eventually and um, scooped as much metal as we can out then try to tip some diff oil in it. We couldn't pump it. It was just that cold. So tried engine oil, tried all sorts of things. And auto training fluid was the only thing that we could tip in there to, because I had a long range fuel tank and so on, to get us back to the comp, not knowing what the other stages were. So we, we got this diff back in and raced back to stage and we missed a whole stage and we were out of order for the next. So we've got a 50-point penalty for that as well. And off we went again. And and it turns out that the last stage was a like a kidney bean racetrack like full noise high speed it was awesome and doesn't that, sound like you'd like that at all Mason. Oh, it was great and uh, we nailed it luckily and um so at the end of that race a smoke coming out the back the pinion bearing seals were just cooking you know and um it turned out that we couldn't even drive home on it like we had to pull the tail shaft off and reverse up hills and that night we spent so i had two wrecked diffs on the tarp with two broken diff everything's just stuffed i had to build one diff out of all these parts mix matching stuff everywhere and um and we built the diff and uh, finished that about two in the morning or something like that and off we were again and um yeah we end up with that with those big penalties we end up twenty a second outright only twenty eight twenty eight points behind the winner actually yeah it was great it's unbelievable and then this leads to an, so again in case you missed that second outright in cliffhanger that's a car that you drive to work mm. you were prepared to trailer tow when I say trailer I still would have driven home, I know you would have because <laughs> this leads to me too. What what did you do when you got home? I don't know. Went to Coffs Harbour, <laughs> didn't you? Um, do I know more about this story than you do, or I, um, or did you go straight to the Cape? No, the Cape trip that was that May Day weekend, right? One all weekend, luckily, and um, outright as well. And oh, this is a great thing. So the last, the afternoon, uh, the last last of the comps, we went forward driving, wheeling all night, like. Yeah, we're pretty you know, hyped up and keen to just pull skids wherever and winch, winch, you know, extreme winch walls and stuff like that. We got back to camp daylight. So all we all we did is went back to camp, stopped drinking, packed up camp, threw it in the back. This broke. is obviously not a competition. <laughs> no, not this part. <laughs> and so. and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somehow I got back to Rocky and um, unloaded Cruiser Park and loaded Cape and kept driving to Cape. I did seven and a half hours, still no sleep since the Saturday night. This might have been a Monday by this. And, um, yeah, we slept our first night in uh, in the Kreb track. And um, it was just an awesome trip, man. It was just yep. great. I, still I, didn't feel, I feel like you set me up, though, because I like this Kreb track story. But what was the trip that you finished a comp and then you put a rooftop tent on and went solo touring? No, I never put a rooftop. What are you talking about? Yeah, you I'm a swag man. 
He went down. Yeah, he went down to Vic. I feel like you're he setting went, me didn't, up. Didn't you go to? Didn't you? Yeah, it's Victoria. Oh, that might have been. Oh, oh, here we go. Right. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I remember yeah. something about yeah, he look, came home from something, and then you did like a, a high you, country yeah, or something. He yeah. maybe changed the oil in the auto. Something, yeah. yeah and something and like I, that. I feel like it went full <laughs> through. Like it had a borrowed rooftop tent yeah, or something. Uh, I had a, just I had just a roof, popped the head I, off again. Austin, right. Sorry, I might have been on the wrong. Well, you just said I've never put a rooftop tent on it, and then admitted that you own a rooftop. Top ten. No, no, your thing. <laughs> then, then he like might have bent some rings back yeah, straight. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. No way, he got, got a some, chassis, got a yeah. chassis back straight. I love it because yeah, I mean uh, that's what, in my opinion, in CQ, that's what you're known for is the ability to not just compete but back it up because I think that's something that's kind of special, mate. I'm not, I'm not just blowing wind. I, I mean, don't you reckon, Bill? Like oh, the fact that you like a lot of guys have comp cars and I love comp cars. Can't I've got a, a you know, a 37 inch tired Jeep. I love wheeling it. I would never drive it to Victoria. It would suck. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the fact that you go and do cliffhanger, you've got this crazy winch. You, you come first in XWC, you come second in cliffhanger and then you go, Hey, you know what I need to do? Drive to Tasmania. No, that doesn't even, that to me. Yeah, well, just... even, even in some, I uh, remember that trip we did to Doonside that time we went, we went up and uh, Swampy had the, the bumblebee, like the yellow oh, yes. uh, shorty. And we went, went you learned how to jump the car then. And then, and, and so <laughs> oh, this is a great story because Swamp just put his first set of bump stops in his, this thing. And it was like, we're going to send this thing to the moon. I wonder what hydro bumps do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is like testing everything. Today. So the, of course it's supercharged LS and, and like nothing else except for a set of hydraulic bump stops. And like dead said, he sent that thing that hard. He bent the chassis in it. And, crazy. Um, and um, anyway, so we're back at, um, yeah, we're, we're back at the back of Doonside and Russ is like, we're driving some pretty, like some pretty nice hills there. And, and, um, and Russ, what'd you break us? You break, one CV, he broke. Oh, that's a good diff. night. <laughs> that's a good night. And then, <laughs> and then I don't know we had to do something. He broke the locker in the front, so he had we had to wait for him to fix the locker in the front of of the of the shorty. And then, so he drove then back home, and not not only home, he went to another mate's place. Well, I think it was went to Three Rivers. He went to Three Rivers. Driving on one that doesn't front. seem like you get parts of three <laughs> yeah. rivers, but you yeah. never know. Yeah, on one front axle with the diff lock in, so the thing would drive. No, I think I, I busted. So Mars was in the car. I think this is this night. End up through Byfield. Yes, two wheel drive only. No, one wheel drive. No, I had to. I had, I had the rear end. Seriously, I'm not that buddy. No, you were. You no, literally, you drove along in one. <laughs> no, on the way home, I might have been, but uh, get getting there, there, I would have. Okay. I needed to. Okay, to there, that's right. Yeah. I've might have messed that up a little bit. But, but yeah. that night was awesome, man. Like, um, actually, Pete Latrell, this is a, another good story, actually. I'm pretty sure it was that night. I got almost divorced over this, actually. Um, So my <laughs> missus at this point. I feel like you've got a lot of these stories. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a 25th wedding anniversary the other day. God bless us all. She's I thought you were about to say she that is a night. Good, she is a good <laughs> woman. And um, anyway, so we end up um, in Byfield, and I had these really cool tracks in the backdrop there. And, like, there's one wooden bridge with no planks on it, so it's just two beams, right? And um, us patrols with our, our wheel track, we just had to put a wheel over one side, sort of slide along, usually using a winch. Anyway, Pete Luttrell had his Hilux now a track, and I'd be guiding me onto these two logs. And he'd just nail like a smart ass, just perfectly tracked. And I'd just start steering him off. Yeah, you know, I better be this way down until he fell off the bloody logs. And then, and then he had to winch it. I remember this. That sounds, like, <laughs> just, sounds right. Sounds like typical missing jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Left, left. <laughs> yeah, right, buddy. You sure? Yeah, mate. <laughs> Uh, 
as we've got to, yeah, we actually got to get some more um, adventurous trips under our belts. I reckon. Mm, sounds mm. good. Definitely sounds good. But yeah, no, it's it's amazing because again, like what you're basically saying is that again, you're doing all these things and driving your car and wheeling and you know, and I think that's what's so fascinating about your car and for so many people is the ability to that it can do that. You know. Well, I think that drive times everything. Yes. You know. Um, it could almost be another hundred horsepower, you know what I mean? Like to yeah, just feel comfortable in your car. I know what it's going to do, and you know, just yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it has to be an adventure. I, don't, I have known nothing different. No, but. no. Oh well, it's funny you say this because actually this leads us to an interesting off-road racing debate that we have a lot. And I realise that there's a lot of changes because you're a bit of a suspension. I know you won't like this statement again, but you know we've all had a fair bit to do with suspension. It's interesting because I see one thing that a lot of people do. I see it all the time all the time at every event and i understand the concept of it but a lot of guys change a lot of suspension setups during the race or whatever it is and i feel like that leads to a lot of guys that aren't necessarily comfortable with the way that that car necessarily reacts in a certain situation you know what i mean like because you, you know because you've gone to tubes and bits and pieces like if you put have you have you got tubed shocks on your car now yeah fox yep. oh foxy yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so but what i guess i'm saying is if you turn 10 you know, 10 turns on a tube. That's a pretty big change. And I understand you might be looking for stability in a prologue. And I understand that some people that test day after day after day after day might be able to achieve that. But uh, what I don't understand is I think we had some really good conversation with Harley and this is, this is a long way around. Harley Letner is who I was talking about, but uh, it leads to you is that you're, yeah, me mate, definitely um, you're very, very comfortable in your car. You understand how it reacts in, every situation essentially yeah. you know like whether it be that sand drop off or whether it be you know and i see that with car guys and racing guys as well is there's a lot of guys that just don't because the word there was seat time i can tell you it, my opinion boys my opinion i talk about this a lot is if i could have and this is a bit of not a shot at him but it, you know it's a conversation we have a fair bit no well i guess i'm saying if i had 20 grand to spend and i had a 600 horsepower ls or and and 20 grand's my budget it's different if you've got endless budget and you can do both but if you can race a full season versus another 100 horsepower i feel the full season will make you a better driver than 100 horsepower ever will in my opinion just my my opinion like, well, well i use it sorry to sort of cut hmm. in but but I, I use um in everything that i do off-road I, I relate a lot of stuff back to race hmm. because he you can't really beat someone that knows their car you know, no matter what, like, even if it's got a few little things that aren't quite right, but if, but if you, you know, like we'll talk like Greg Gartner and like the people who are comfortable in their own skin and comfortable in their car, even if it's not completely perfect, they, they, they can, you, you, you can drive around a few things. Like, you know, I keep saying you, you can get through that section, make a YouTube video, but you can get through that section. Your car doesn't like it. And then, do better in the in the in the whole run of the race yeah. if if you can find where your car like yep. and then then maybe you pull up after that and you might change some things in your car so you can get through that bad section better and quicker but if you you just can't you know someone who's who's just prepping their car not driving it and then they're always angry because it doesn't do what they want it to do mm. well if, if you aren't driving with some problems you don't know, you know it comes back to the user yep. to me yep and, and to relate that back to the winch challenge and the, and the go fast forward drive scene, I see that 
with the guys, because you're talking about like guys like Spoonie mm. and Sheedy and, you know, these guys, and then now Mark Thomas, like, you know, the Swamp mm. Doggies boys. Oh, yeah. Like what I think that they do so well and and, and Carl, like Carl's on mm. a tear at the moment. Mm. And I feel like they know what their car's going to do in a given situation because they're doing quite a bit of seat time. Like it, it's a fantastic thing to see because I think that's something that we're all guilty of in any form of motorsport, any form is you don't start your car until the Saturday morning of the race and then you expect to jump to in go 100%. and go yeah. 100%. It's yeah. it's nearly impossible. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Mark Thomas and Carl, they, they're very smart drivers. Yeah, very smart. Mm. And again, I feel like they really understand how that car is going to behave in a certain situation. Yeah. And listen. Well, I think fair, another prime example of that is the blowout racing boys. I think they're on a bit of a tear as well, like the – Patrol that does the triple S, and then they oh, also yes. do the uh, they're up at Don River and stuff like that. Uh, are they Marks? Can Marks is their no, brothers? Co concrete, yeah, they're like own a concrete service business, mm. but yeah, blowout racing, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. I think they're like Absolutely. undefeated this year in wind challenges and stuff like that. And then they also race race class eight as well. So they're they're sort of that epitome of of a yeah. lot of seat time driving their car, getting to know it really, really well in all situations as well, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they're doing really well. They might have been at the Triple S last weekend, they actually. Were. But yeah. oh, I thought so. I just thought it was some beers, but no, anyways, no, no. Blowout racing, a GQ. Mm. Yep. Yep. Got, uh, good guys. Good on. guys. Yeah, really yeah. Good I'll guys. double down. I think their last name is Marks. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, like it's Cam Marks or something. They're like Cam, Cam some, wasn't there, but no, someone else. Are you oh, double down for nothing, mate? Oh, imagine if I'm wrong. <laughs> you're, or if I'm imagine, right. You are Either wrong. way, it's in the comments. <laughs> I, I know I'm getting slayed, but anyway. <laughs> The hate oh, mail's mate. getting some, worse. Some the hate mail's getting yeah, yeah. worse. Yeah. Oh, boy, big shoulders, mate. Big shoulders. <laughs> yeah. oh, right. They're like a brown snake, mate. They're not existent. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, let's get back to Josh Curran's race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Hey, DC. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's Josh Marks. Boom. <laughs> Boom. You're right about the no, comment so section coming through for you. Listen, the only reason I remember is that I was calling it up at Don River on the commentary box. Oh. I remember that their name was something. I just knew it was Mark. I'm getting slaughtered in the yeah. comment section right now. Yeah, good. Fantastic. <laughs> Best thing I know. Best thing I know. Just, I'm not going to look at the uh, uh, computer for a while. Bit, yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, it was great. Now, let listen, we've talked a lot of GQ and I love this, but let's lead to, Billy, when are we getting Mason in an off-road racing car? That'd be pretty cool. Actually. I reckon it'd be very cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. love to do that. You have competed at no Vink, haven't you? Near. I, as an Abbey. Yeah, well, as an Abbey in a side-by-side. -side. Actually, I was going to mention this because, um, you know, the people you meet and one, like there's a whole group of people from Tamworth and so on, like um, Ian Hughes and so on. He actually, he came up um, uh, to one of the Sioni Park winch comps. And, uh, and then we met up again at um, at uh, Cliffhanger when I had me shorty. And um, we've been best mates ever since you know it's just those sort of things that are um yeah long-term relationships like um yeah went to his bucks party down at uh at um cost harbor and we saw the world road championships and obviously the wedding and there's like See, that's cody the, crocker involved with that that's the and, other thing that that russ has done with that same shorty mm. he's done rally in that yes yeah that's right crazy he's done a lot that. of rally yeah. Actually, a rally sprint only recently, actually. Tell me yeah. we had diff decided to park company. What, again? <laughs> again. It's uh, about opinion teeth through the cast. Didn't man. dip my head this time. <laughs> <laughs> the story I didn't get to tell because of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep that under the under wraps. <laughs> yeah, You're right, though. That's, that's amazing because, it, like, a patrol is not necessarily a fantastic rally car, is it? Like, But you've done quite a few rallies, like, locally in CQ. Yeah, yeah. Including a... Queensland National? I did that. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, that didn't end well. We'll leave it. We'll yeah, leave we'll, it. But, we'll leave you, but you did it is the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, the, again, this all gets back to what the conversation that we're having is you don't necessarily – I know you've got a lot of nice parts, but it's over a 20-year span, right? Mm. Uh, but you've just slowly progressed. You don't need a $200,000 competition car just to do one event a year. Like, you can work into these things. You, you can. And, look, it's just like even recent times, like – Bloody Dave Casey's put me up and saying, look, who wants to race Russ Mason at the Rocky Nats? And uh, I'm going, oh, you're joking. So I just kept that discreet. So now I have to go and tweak and but stuff see, with things to try and get I love the way he says I've got to. I've <laughs> but got see, to. If, you, if you weren't competitive, it wouldn't matter. Shut up, really. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Yeah. So I'm only an old school engine because I can't change it because the cams ruling that I've, I've got into rallying with, I've got to keep with that engine configuration as far as I can understand. So I'm racing it. So Barrows. it's not a, like, sorry, grandfathered in, is it? Yeah, she's yep. an old forklift engine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a petrol version of a TD. And, no. um, and uh, yeah, so I've got LSs and barrows and stuff, and I was just, oh, I hate this. What are we doing? Do you, do you know what might fix that? Spray. Nitrous. Yeah, nitrous. <laughs> Spray will <laughs> give you another bit. Danny Curran. Great wines. I like that. But how good a rally is. I just love it. Yeah. Really? Like, and again, the seat time. It's, yeah, well, look, it, it's just. Oh, this last rally was so funny. It's a rally sprint at Byfield. So the drags were on the same weekend, unfortunately. But so I commandeered our – I talked to our receptionist, um, Maxine, into jumping in the Navi seat. Yes. Now, i got to remember she – Up, only, up, up. <laughs> <laughs> She recently was in Sam O'Keefe's car when he ended it over a sand dune. Yes. Right. So she probably hates shorties at the moment or yep. at the minute. And for probably ones that look like yours. Well, yeah, anyway, so she jumped – so. Got a cams license, whatever else, and as if we just lined up. This is how I hadn't raced for a bit when rallies and whatever else, and she had the notes. And I've pretty much been a rally spin. You can sort of drive it as you said, but just wanted some sort of notes to keep you guided. And my first first big corner, man, I just like Byfield's green at the moment, so you got this really tractionable track that's only the width of a patrol because yep. they're pretty wide. You get in the green, you got no traction. And um, so I come off this off cambered blind bloody corner, which I'm usually pretty confident at and um i just lost ground and there's all these new pine trees lined up and and i'm just scratching away full noise and i just i, I actually scrapped the i scraped the bark off one of these pine trees i look back and um <laughs> that's pretty close yeah, yeah. and um well i keep i keep putting it down to like did you um uh it's kind of like getting shot hmm. you either get shot or you don't <laughs> you don't kind of get shot <laughs> so if you miss it boy this much yeah you missed it well i got it yeah. but only just yeah but I'm anyway, um, to get shot. That's yeah. all I want to <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But um, that was a that was so much fun, man. Like yep. um, uh, so many stories I really can't talk about after that event. But anyway, um, <laughs> we helped. We, we were helped talking. Some we were talking about getting Russ into an off road car. Yes, yes. and, yeah, and having it think. Yes. Yes. So yes. he's <laughs> done think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you well, did think. What you do do think was it? Uh, yeah. Um, the year after. There was did... a year in the pub when. A local sort of, I gave him a drink. Oh, yes. 15, should, 16. Should we bring that story up? No. no probably going not. <laughs> Lots of people know Actually, Corny, Corny's yeah. probably, yeah, dry reaching now just thinking about that yeah, one. But, so um, yeah. Corey, Corey's laughing really hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it's an amazing event out there. Yeah, we talk is. about I think a fair bit and how much it has shaped Australian off-road racing as well as all the American stuff, obviously. But it is really that good when you get out there. But, man, we, it'd be great to see you in something a little bit bigger, you know, a little bit more suspension travel. Even now, I mean, isn't it crazy? 
Josh will bash me right now, but anyway, isn't it crazy in 15, uh, like from 2015 to 2016, now to 22, how Canamps, Polaris, all these guys, like they're a different game again now. Like what you were in was fast. No. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I didn't want to like, but they were, they were a good little thing. Yeah. Good little thing. Now yeah. they're race cars. Like it's pretty impressive. Well, you, you've got a can amp. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. use it for pre running and yeah. And, uh, and I understand don't, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I've been, I, I love throwing my, you know, problems opinion. Out, opinion out there. That's the mm. word I was looking at. I was, uh, you know, I'll double down. They'll never win outright. Like they just can't. Look, it's, they're doing their title races. Like that's, true, that's a thing. But I'm, I'm saying I'm more sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, honestly, I, I, I don't, I, I like Ken. I think they look, when I say Ken, I'm thinking side by sides in general. Yes. Um, the, the issue that I find with them is if, if a lot of people did their calculations yeah. and looked at class 10, yes, you know, like, yes, it, it this seems, is our point, isn't it? It seems like a, a, a cheap yep. start to racing. Yep. And, and you can, you know, you can buy this thing. It looks like a yep. race car and then say, I'm going to go racing it. Yeah. So, so then you pull the roll cage out of it because it's folded up tin. Yes. And then you, you know, put a whole roll cage on the chassis that's folded up tin yep. and then you race it, you beat the crap out of it. And you, especially if you can drive, cause you're going to be beating it up Push a bit up. and they go like mm-hmm. furthermore, when you drive one, you're thinking like, why don't these things win more races? Mm. Like they really can go. Mm. But at the end of it, like you, you've just got this car that you've bent up all the bottom end, but if people actually did their homework and looked at uh class tens, well, element cars, mate, mm. yep. the Aussie built elements, like at dawn, like Havy, Battle like those cars were cranking and not just cranking in the straight lines, they were hitting good bumps. Yeah. Oh, they listen, the Australian stuff nowadays is is super impressive, Mason. I know you'd love it. Like elements, definitely. SS, SS race tech. Yep. Um, the Ursig stuff that he's putting out yes. now, like you know, like the out of, over at Kalgoorlie, there was an army of Australian cars out there. They were doing really well and they look great, they work great. But um, well, it's interesting you say that because also, Billy, I reckon the other one that's interesting there is the class seven and eight. Now I would not discourage anyone from racing class seven and eight. Great, great competition. Eight. I'm now talking about GQ patrols racing, you know, like the Kent battle era, the Sandy Bowman era and that again, if Sandy wants to race a class eight, I'll be the first one cheering him on. You know what I mean? But the maintenance involved, and you probably know this Mm -hmm. in keeping a class eight or a fast class seven alive Honestly, a class 10 car is just so the bearings are designed for it, the axles are designed for it. Like we got full seasons out of CVs. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you're and, probably and, and, and that's why I like so when when I um started with the winch cars and and then we went to the performance four-wheel drive stuff through Cruiser Park and 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 I just found we we and we just stuck big engines in them just mm-hmm. because it was cool. But we we just broke a lot of stuff. And I and I'm you know, like I, I chase cows and I'm make big rocks into little rocks or, and then, and, and honestly, my, my whole pit crew told me the only thing that's a wire that you're allowed to touch is in a fence. <laughs> so, so I'm not allowed to touch anything in the car. So I, again, this makes a lot of sense now, Bill. <laughs> so, so, so I need to go to a race where I can go and compete and I'm driving something that I know is going to last. And, and I don't want something on, you know, 10 tenths of the edge of its life every time I race it. Mm. So, so I made the transition pretty quickly from a performance four wheel drive that was a huge engine and, and all the components are pretty stock and factory. And I just went, I don't, I'm not going to waste my money there. I'm going to get out of that. And I bought the old C10 Chev, Mm. which we off Bernie Gwynn, my man. 
mm. and um and, and just loved it like it was just you know because it was just you and the car and your navy and you're out out racing and 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 you could put the if you drove it sensibly you could put it back on the trailer yes um and and that's what i've always liked about you know the truck that i race is is that it's it's so simple you've got a big ass diff you've got a pretty simple gearbox you've got a, a an engine that you should build that won't break mm. and you can go do multiple races and then it's just prep so nowadays we've got steve steve's all over the car you know we do a race he preps it and yeah we're done mm. You, you've, you've pitched it to me, I reckon. So we've decided Mason's building a class five. Is that what you said? No, 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 oh, no. no trophy no. truck. We'll, we'll put yeah. him in the old hellboy. I could not treat my shorty like the Fink and stuff. I just could not do that to my car. You know what I mean? Like you have to pick and choose. You, you could once you buy a yeah, race car, race like car. Like something yeah. that's race specific. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah Honestly, there's a, there's a few people I'd like to see. I'd like to see Rust race one, even AB. Yeah. AB Benson. Yep. I'd love to see AB. Absolutely. In a, in a, Ah, uh, BT. BT's BT, another one that should BT, be driving. And you like, you know, like it's, you know, life's one of those things. Yeah, you, you know, I, I didn't start right. Like I, I wasn't racing when I was, you know, 24, 25. Mm. I, I rode a few bikes when I was, you know, around 25, 26. Which is a huge stepping stone to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is, you know, all bike riders end up good off-road races or mm. good races in general. Um, and, you know, so it was just a timing thing. Like I didn't have the money back then to go racing. And then obviously now I'm, Quite an old, even you gentlemen. No, no, no. Except oh, yeah. you. Yeah. You've got oh, me. Oh, wow. The finger point and all. <laughs> yeah. but, but you're right. You've got to let your business mature and you've yeah, got to do all yeah. this stuff. It, yeah. You're right. But, but you know, I, I, I like to think that I keep things pretty real in our race. And like our car's not, you know, it's 10 year old now. Mm. And um, there's a lot of things that people put in their cars that, that are the bee's knees. And we kind of look at it and go, look, do we really need it? For, for the amount of racing that we're doing, do we really need it? Mm. And so, we compromise on a few things and and you know honestly we we can go to races like think and we can go to races like dawn and the things you know things crank and people it's fast people are having fun and yep the yeah, smoke yeah. is going yeah you it's can a good tell time. i always reckon when you when you're going in a racetrack and you can tell by the people on the side of the track how well you're doing yep yep <laughs> like if they're running away from the track you're doing pretty well <laughs> it's definitely a bill move right there yeah no you're right though absolutely right and and take it this is a long way back to sort of what my first point was that i said you if you've only got and i'm not saying anyone's only got but if you've got x amount of dollars go and have fun go and have fun and drive and have a great time and you know like i think that experience is way more valuable than you know again might be different if we're talking 300 to 900 horsepower well 900 horsepower is pretty nice right. isn't it? Like, yeah. everyone likes that i yeah. i get that point i'm more so talking if you're talking 300 to 400 horsepower yeah. or you know like whatever it is that you could if you can go from triple bypasses to four tubes the gain is there like there's no question technology's come a long way but you can have a lot of fun and drive real there's some really really and you know this some really fast guys that like say kalgoorlie that are in what most people would call, I don't want, again, I hate the word entry level, but you know, older material. Oh, well, it, you know, it, it all comes down to dollars, you know, it does. Like, like when you, when you go to Alice Springs and, and you talk to the guys that have been racing there for people, they're like, well, we don't have an ocean. Yep. So, so we don't have fishing boats. Yeah. We got a race car, man. Yeah. And we and, spend time with it. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's what they do. And, and, you know, that's what I've loved about the CQ thing. You know, all of us grew up and, and, and we had, yeah, we had bikes and then we got a bit old and we had Yeah, Bill, some of us didn't grow up, mate. <laughs> you know. I'm trying not to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, we had a, a tight group and we, you know, we, we've had our Forbies and, and, and you know, it's just, so, you know, such a good group of people doing 
doing silly stuff. We're, we, you know, we're we're not we're not we're not going to um, we're not going to get old anytime soon. And um, yeah, it's it's just a it's a community thing, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. And and long term friends, like as I said, like Hughesy and the and Tamworth guys, like we try and catch up usually, but one way or another, once a year, whether it be Fraser or something like that. We've got some Fraser stories, man. Anyway, um. But um, like our last Cape trip, for instance, was um, uh, with those guys and uh, the local guys, and and um, rumor has it actually end up. Well, rumor has it fucking parked against the side of that sign. Rumor, rumor has it. Rumor has it. Yeah, I love it. Against I love the, it. Sorry, the most northern sign, which um, that rumor I don't know could be true. I don't know. But anyway, um, and then um, and Mate, saying, I heard there was a chopper involved. No chopper. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then Tassie, like we did Tassie a couple of years ago, you know, great crew. Like we had, I think, 10 or 12 cars or something down there. And it's just so good. Like yeah. every day was just awesome, you know. Yeah. And um, actually interesting that, you know, we've got three three shorties were, were on that trip. That was mine as a twin turbo four and a half. And then we had Sam O'Keefe with a stroke 48 turbo. Then we had who, who just did. I know he didn't go the way he wanted, but had just done cliffhanger, drove there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that, no, that was the uh, ultra four. Oh, it's not called cliffhanger anymore. No, is it yeah. called? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyway. It's a, but that style of a long course event. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And um, it's the new Outback Challenge, isn't it? Pretty what much. It, but, it looks an awesome event. Yep. The poor guy's got a bit unlucky in, in, a, in a golfing a heap of water, which done the engine in and turbo and so on. But yep. they do uh, hate that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then um, where was I going with this? And then talking about Taz. Oh, yeah, and then, uh, John Pratchett, like with his shorty. Oh, with yeah. Yeah. Pratchett. Well, well, Pratchett, look, mate. I, I see that I see the same camaraderie with with these um, big horsepower cars around Rocky at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got bloody um, got Cornick and Hoggy and Hoggy and and like yeah. what they're doing at the moment is, yeah. is next well, level. It's I didn't realize what's interesting, and and you said it is, and um, is the re like. It's interesting because I didn't realize, I reckon that like Ben Dobinson and a number of these guys in the WTC crew and all that, you know, like as in um, Raw, they mm. deserve a big pat on the back. Because I didn't realize like when you started talking, I went, these companies, like, you know, um, stockers with lockers, yeah. they give no, you a Casey, Rocky yeah. Nats, they okay. give you a reason to come to Rockhampton yeah, and sorry. catch up. Yeah. So you come to Rocky Nats. And normally you wouldn't take a full drive to Rocky. You might if you're. And, bit, and look, you know, people have got to give, um, like, you know, Dave Casey's you know, put a massive rap. Uh, yeah. A massive rap for yeah. that that um, Rocky Nats, especially done. on the Forby Forby side. Definitely. And then you've got Benny Dobbo, who yep. who full in in behind that um, yeah. the, the drag stuff they do down yep. in Arabia. But I guess what I'm saying is like Jeffro Charles had never come over if there wasn't. I'm he may. I'm but I'm saying no, it gives him a, yeah <laughs> it gives him a reason to come over and all of a sudden you're at fiveies. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, or and Fraser. Hobby, yeah, and uh, Fraser. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. the stories. You know, like, yeah, it is. Like even even I can I can guarantee. Um, <laughs> if you get Corey, um, you know, like the, the, when we first started going to the States, like just the camaraderie and the, and the stories and yeah. the, like, it just goes from one thing to another and you yes. just, you know, like, you know, I, I've always had a, a saying, like people say, I remember back when, when we used to do this and it's mm. like, well, you should have seen what we did last weekend. Yeah. Still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Still doing it, right? no, I agree. <laughs> and you got, it. well, you also got Libby. She's running the, um, the low meat challenge it's, it's you know, what doing. and she's like keeping that, that whole thing going. Yeah. You know, that's a, actually give a big shout out there. That's next weekend. So if you're in the Is area, it? yeah, yeah. Loamy. Yeah. And so it's sort of like near Miriam Vale, south of Miriam Vale. And it is it's a huge. brilliant event. Like if you've huge. never been there, they put on a great – there's even vendors. So you can buy yourself a hot dog and a donut and an ice yeah. cream at Saturday night. Yep. Um, Done. Now it'll sound like a real pitch, but 
I believe, you're going to live stream it. Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. So we're actually going to throw it on the live stream and awesome. everything next Friday and Saturday night. So if you're wanting uh, some four wheel drive, and it's a three car event, which is a is a um a real novelty, I guess. Like I know it's been happening a while, but you know, like down south, it's not such a thing. But with but, the, but remember the Russ, remember the three car we used to have at Sioni. That was mm, some fun. Stuff. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That, that was pre social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we used good. to. We used to run at um, a, a, a team called uh, Winches with Winches <laughs> because we had trying to keep the um, that competition entry level and because we had a lot of experience and, and reasonable cars at the time. So we used to run and um, like, you know, female navvies that often hadn't done anything to do with that sort of stuff. And it's so great to watch the teamwork. Like, I don't know about girls, but they, they can sometimes get together and work as a team. They might not be as quick as the experienced guys, but they, they nailed it. There's no arguments. I feel a three-car takes a little bit of the just outright pace out of it it's more that teamwork don't you reckon 100 and i love it i yeah. love those events i think that it's so good it's you know again you can have one standout guy like oh we remember the old five cars down at uh black oh, duck valley back yes. in the oh Logan, man Logan loose nuts and bolts that's what it was that's called what it was, yes. yeah yeah back with the cq off-road days but it was so interesting because it made <laughs> It's so much harder than well, you, one car. It yeah, is yeah. way harder, mm. way harder because you don't realize how hard it is to get all five cars through fast. It's very easy to get one car through fast. Yeah. It's not too bad to get two cars through, but getting five cars through fast and working as a team is unbelievably hard. Well, particularly like, when they remember, did, did oh. stages like where, uh, you know, you, they rolled the dice and one of the cars, whatever car number that was, was a dead vehicle. Dead vehicle. Yep. Yeah, had Whatever to get towed all the way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So there was like no that. planning, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. Phil Benson on that turfer? And he, oh, bro. It was, <laughs> that's right. Oh, man, there was some wild <laughs> stuff. The, the, it was three car that he lost the steering wheel, wasn't it? Yeah, in no. yeah, Roundy yeah. Shorty where yeah, the, the, the power it. steering pump failed and the big Mate. fella just manhandled it and, and – um, yeah, no, the thread. no, no, no so spline could yeah. could cope with his arms. That's true. <laughs> like very he true. overtalked it, but yeah, <laughs> no, it was it was definitely it's a, it was a great era in off roading, and it, I mean, don't get me wrong, we're in a great era right now. Oh, like, yeah. what mm. man, absolutely. Are you on the social media stuff? Uh, uh, you've got a you've got a Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. have looked at it. Yeah, once. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. No, I'm not really. I should get onto it. I know it's hard, but like. If you use it for what it's meant for, like some of the builds on Instagram and you know all that sort of stuff is pretty impressive. Sweet like, 79s. Well, there is. And <laughs> and even well, that that barra power, yeah, what's yeah. it whatever it is, yeah. Blue. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, again, the comments section will blaze up here that we don't know what his name is, but I know what the car I'm talking about. Like, you know, these yeah, thousand these horsepower barra. Barra power coil yeah. over, you know, like there's some really amazing stuff. And I think What's cool about it is if it's used right, and you're, you're in this boat, is that if you look at it and then go, wow, you know, like I can mimic that. I can build that in my shed. I can build mm. that plate with a grinder. Yeah. You know, I can buy these parts from down south. I, I don't necessarily have to, you know, pay a fabricator to build this for me. Mm. And I think that's kind of cool because often, I don't know what you guys are like, but me, it's often when I see it that I go, oh, why didn't I think of that? Like that's a that's a logical progression. Like I can put my ca bump cans in there. I can do this. Heck, it's not that hard. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you've got the right sort of motivation and the right sort of thought processing, like I feel that it's a fantastic tool that you go, wow, look at that. And actually, I think I bought my front bump stops off you guys first up cool. back in the day. Also, a set of rods too. Where, where there might have been. 
So they were at two. the four point two. Yeah, yeah, I spat them. I left yep. one of them out at Five Rocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were fifteen years old. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you can't got... look it for warranty too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, have you got that receipt, mate? No, yeah, no, bring but, it back. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, you know, amazing. I I really do feel that like back in those days, you know, again, that that was what we're talking about. You had to have speed catalogs. You had to ring people. You had to ring the states at the right hours of the night. You know, nowadays you can have a fairly good look around. YouTube, mm. Instagram, mm. there's a lot of information. Well, local. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Even down to like welding rust. Like, you know, back in the day, you used to just sort of have a tinker around and try to get it as good as you can. Nowadays, there's all these tutorials on, you know, mm. heck, Josh broke our what? caravan the other day. And, you know, there's a YouTube tutorial on how to fix it. How good is that? What about Harley Wallace? And no, like, actually, we're, and how, like did, how did you break the caravan? Mobile crib room. So we broke Cop. it. Oh, really? <laughs> It's not a setup. It just won't wind up anymore. Oh. In one corner. <laughs> He's used it once. He's used it so once. So eventually, eventually when you're towing, it'll have clearance. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That's Mason's. That's how he do it. He goes, just tow it faster. It'll open. Yeah, yeah. I towed it as it'll fast fit. as the 200 will let me. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, you know, like, again, that sort of information was not available in 2000. So I, I think whilst some things on social media, I, you know, again, I'll get on my little bit of a fine stand here some things on social media need to stop like you need to not put stuff on social media that is blatantly wrong let's be honest but hashtag the, mexico well whatever the case i'm just yeah. merely saying that it doesn't look good for our sport if we're doing crazy things on instagram but the the flip side of that is there's so many fantastic bits of information on youtube and instagram and all these other things that it, it really is an asset to i mean you look at we we basically learnt to TIG weld, bought a TIG welder, you know, and like just mucked around and, you know, watch welding tips and tricks and find, you know, you get on here and you you have a good crack at it. It gives you a good bit of information. And mm, absolutely. Again, when you were building turbo EHs back in nineteen twenty two. Oh, yeah. That's how I learned how to MIG. Because <laughs> I had to, I pull that manifold as a, as a ten port manifold, I think. And then I I carve on top of it and I sort of MIG weld up a divide all the way to suit the twelve port. And I'd cap that and, yeah, that leaks it, but it worked. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> pretty good. But, but that's, so, I think, what it is. So Russ's car is that much of a conund uh, conundrum. We haven't even talked about your latest twin turbo setup. In that oh, day. yeah. It's been a bit of an adventure, hasn't it? So, really? Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah. So what what are we up to now? So in, in that in that old sweet aunt, so look, what's the left twin, of it? Yeah, look. It's uh, it's really busy under the engine bay now. So what I've done, I, I made a, a sequential turbo system. So I run two GT30s. I tried 35s, my old 35s. I rebuilt out of parts. And it, the poor engine couldn't bring that on with the torque converter I had at the time. So I made a, um, a manifold that was basically three into one, two of those that supported the turbos. The rear turbo, I, made, I manufactured a valve, like half a ball valve. And um and then I had a balance tube in between which shared a sixty mil gate. And the idea was that hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you say a ball valve, did no, you, I made one. Yeah, you made it, so you machined it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, way he says, of course. So, so in twin turbo, yes, world, and I'll, yes. look, I'm a, I'm a cowboy. Right? Yes. So some of them blow through a big turbo. Or yes. What do they do? Are they, a compounding. They, a yes, compounding. Yeah. 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 But this one actually diverts. It, it doesn't it? It, yeah. it diverts one to the other yeah so i can start off with one single turbo all six ports to one and then i can uh, exhaust, then I, again sorry exhaust, mate, sorry. exhaust ports all yep. six feed one smaller turbo or just one turbo one of the two turbos yep. so hence spill up then i can introduce the second turbo love it or i can start off with two turbos and yep. leave two turbos so touring around is cruising and 
like quick acceleration, like just like trying to get up bumps or whatever else. I can just run the one turbo. <clears throat> it's just super responsive. And then, um, but oh, yes, I can keep going with this now. But um, well, that's I the idea. We've got time. Yeah, yeah. We've got time. All right, five hours later. All right, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I end up, I built, so I've been doing my own autos and I did my first torque converter only recently. So I machined it up, I pulled it apart. I, I, I've, I've done a heap of sprag clutches, which is inside the turbo. So they've got a, like a, um, a stator. They can only, to, to work effective, it must be only one way, you know, not the other. And there's a sprag bearing that sort of, that, that, that sorts that out. With the J6, um, the, um, the, the, the sprag bearing and these torque converters, they fail off. My last K trip on the way back from Tassie, it failed. And what that does, you can still drive, but you lose all your bottom end. You lose all your, your torque multiplication off the mark. So I decided to pull it apart, solve this problem, made a heap of tooling up to work out my stall. So I made tooling up to bend on my me, 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 uh, turbine fins and so on. And I got a, a forward – I learned about these mechanical diodes. It's like a ratchet of a kickstart of a motorbike pretty much. They're using drag racing, which is like a ratchet, mechanical ratchet. So I incorporated that into my torque converter and everything around, a lot of guesswork. But um, – but, um, yeah, glued this thing together and made a heap of tooling up my lathe. And man, this thing is fantastic. I can start off on two turbos now. It's just solved so many issues, you know. So and it's still going strong. Can well, you can you tell me at what occasion you needed two? Do you need two turbos off the yeah? You know, starting off, like no, drag race, like well, drag racing or anywhere. Oh, yeah. well, as soon as you hit time. sand, yeah. now I can hit sand and yeah, right. run two turbos the whole time. Yeah, right. And you have got a great torque curve. Like so, these it's diodes, so much fun. are they controlled by a computer of some sort? No, no, no. This is a Mechanical okay, so they just do it on their own. They call it's it old. mechanical diode. Yep, yeah. understand. No, so no, I was just, just trying to ratchet. clarify. Yeah. So basically, it's all mechanical the way the converter yes. works. So the, yep. yeah. So the inner, this is just for the stator. Yep. Yeah. So everything else is just um, yeah a black art pretty much. So this is why torque converters cost so much because man, yep. these guys that build these things, like I understand the power and and what's happened previously and pulling other torque converters apart. I could understand what the experts have done prior to. So I've got a bit of a head start, you know, with. Um, turbine fin angles and whatever else but um yeah, anyway so that work fluked it i mean I'm, I'm sure it's got improvements but at the moment it's way better than what i had but and i've got my auto out again i left third gear up at fire rocks again and um so I've, i'm running huge line pressures so i've worked out the seal limits on the overrun clutch so i've machined it i've actually bored the um the this the, the clutch casing out so i can run a bigger piston and that puts more apply and then i change the stroke so i can actually put another clutch in that and I've got all these. Um, uh, these are all off-the-shelf parts that you've just modified to suit an RE4. No, no, no standard no, parts. No. Yes, standard parts that are upgraded though. Oh, I've upgraded standard yeah, parts. Yeah. Yep. And then like, what, is it? Oh, sorry. I guess what I was saying is the clutch pack that you've added out of an RE4. Or is yes. it out of something else? There's not much. No RE4 stuff. Yes. So standard sort of build stuff. Yeah, but it's not that much of an added clutch. Pack. Yeah. So it gives you another friction material. Yep. Um, which is again added to what I've already got, which is way over standard. Yep. And then I've got um, capillary ports going from the outer case and the pickup um, ports that you can't assess line pressures to like the, the low reverse within the ladder casings. You can't test that. So I've got all these um, transducers now around the order. So I actually monitor every gear while I'm driving what line pressure is going to actually at the clutch. So that's 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 coming together now. And I modified also my line pressure so I can actually alter the line pressure externally. I've got to test this. This has just come about last weekend. I love this. So that um, I can actually control the oil pump control control spool valve assembly externally. 
But um, sounds easy, but it's a bit tricky. So no, it didn't sound easy at all. No. <laughs> didn't sound easy at all, mate, just quietly. Hey, I'm, I'm over I'm here saying... fixing fences. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Kicking dogs. <Yeah. laughs> I might have some fence wire in there, actually. Yeah. No, I love it. I'm yeah. not surprised. I, I, I still remember. Um, the lightweight fence wire. But... No, the the, um, the poly um, uh, BSB fitting on the, on the must have been the, I reckon it would have been around the winch challenge uh, uh, WTC stuff. Uh, where you had the um the the poly fitting in your in your turbo line. Oh, that was like the, the, the naughty, the poly the now like that was the, my tapper cover breather. Yeah, oh, that's so I put it in the filler. Yeah. yeah, that's changed a lot. The film the film <laughs> so, yeah, the film Mac fitting. Yeah. Yeah. That was to um yeah, eliminate crank pressure. Yeah. I love it. So uh you talked about being able to control your six into you know your single mm. turbo and then so is that how did how's that actuated? Manually. Yep. So um I've got a switch. So you got to hold on to the steering. No, wheel. no. I got. Oh yeah, I got a, a, a momentary switch on the steering. Wheel, plus, I got a, a press in, um, like on or off, and um, and it's all it, it all operates off air, and um, but I'm gonna upgrade my ECU because let's face it, I bought it back in still 99. The, still, still the yep, still the, <laughs> still old, the original Electronic. Yeah, so I got no outputs at all left. So I'm gonna upgrade that. In, yeah, well, that's a long story. So actually, Rockinet's brought that around because, long story short. I saw the competition I was up against the week prior to the actual event. I went, oh, this is this is getting and it's good. stout. There's some stout competition. There's some pretty cool. And uh, Paulson was one of them. So I made him. I was in his car and they're doing these bloody skids, man. I'm going, holy shit, that's pulling some serious skids, you know. And it come off a hub dyno doing 780 horsepower, whatever it was. And I go, and it turns out I'm in the same same time slot at the drags. This is this guy, and I go, I'm just going to get eaten alive here. So I've heard about this E85 stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to just do something a bit last minute. So Drains me. I've got no, I haven't got a um, a flex fuel ability on my ECU or whatever else. So I drain the fuel and. What, wasn't so, a thing in 99? No, apparently not. I just don't think you had these guys. Anyway, um, um, so I thought I had pretty big injectors at 1250 cc's, but apparently not enough. So I had to change, yeah, obviously um, uh, uh, rail pressures and um, did a quick tune on the street prior. And um, yeah, I think. Sorry, mate. Just just to uh, give our listeners a bit of info, so explain the E85 thing because it's about thirty percent more you need. Fuel. You, I'm running like in fuel. I'm running almost thirty-seven, almost forty percent more fuel go. rate. This is not on a dyno. This is like pretty safe figures here, but but I, I can guarantee. So you that's that. why the injectors needed to be upgraded from yeah. normal unlet or premium unleaded. Yeah, and then the the advantage there is the octane rating, and yeah, it's so, ethanol and it burns cool. Yeah, basically cool burning and um. Um, which turbo cars love you, you you must i must have gained 20 percent more horsepower straight yeah. off the mark yeah. it, have, it was so noticeable and it, it brought up a lot of other issues too because it, it it spills your turbos up a lot earlier too so i had a lot of turbo control all of a sudden issues so i had to replumb my wastegate couldn't press the button on the steering wheel fast like, enough just, <laughs> just boost spike and all sorts of stuff was coming out and go holy crap this is get, great couldn't get the mouthpiece in right yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's a, that's interesting because that that was a, just someone going from uh, unleaded mm. build to a E85. Yeah. It's interesting to see yeah. the difference because yeah. there is a lot of E85 cars out there now, but it's not probably uh, you know we're still not at the you know a lot of Americans run the flex fuel and that sort of thing mm. in their, a lot of their comp cars. But again, there is big advantages for a turbo car going on to E85 100%. and and NA cars. So, so oh, Russ, um, like because you know fuel's obviously a big thing now. So what are you like for your you know running around the streets and and doing? You know the drags and and doing a bit of racing every now. What, what fuel are you running in your car? I normally run ninety eight. Yep. And um, like BP. 
BP ninety eight. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, and um, but uh, like Fraser, for instance, if I run low boost, I can run on on kerosene pretty much. Like really? the Cape, for instance, I was running. I was just detuning on the way yep. on the way then. Yep, as soon yep, as I got yep. the cans back to full tune, Copy. but um, yeah, I, I intend to get that flex fuel ability for sure. I mean, there's one and a half Bowsers in Rocky that sell it. That's exactly at any right, one yeah. point in time. <laughs> So it's hard to get here, and, unfortunately. And but look, the ethanol fuel has its own issues too with um, corrosion and everything yeah, else. Well, yeah, you know, we we learned that the hard way with the race car. Like, you know, we we went from running ninety eight, and you know, because we all, you know, look, everyone says you spend a heap of money on your race car, but we always ran, you know, ninety eight in our race car for for a long time. Yeah, and then we everyone said, "Yo, you need to get a, a race fuel." We, we we got a race fuel, and I won't say the name, but but it. It literally wrecked air, like the fuel bladder within twelve months. Every fuel line, you know, fuel. Some, some of them are very harsh on fire. Oh, and it stuff, was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. And then, then you got to the point if you're only doing three races, four races a year, you couldn't trust anything that was old in your car. Like, yeah, you, know, you just got to flush it to park yeah, it. Yeah, have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so for us, like, and and you know, we go to race and have an issue. Well, we got all this fuel, and then you know, so so. Mm we went back to the 98 and and like kenny from uh, kre that's why i really like kenny is because he's a real he's a real-time guy like he said well 98s you know we, we can take it to race fuel and do that uh, or or we can run you know 98 and you'll just be a bit back you know, yeah run the, yep, run the timing back yeah. a bit and be, be a bit more reliable but uh we are on a vp fuel now that we're pretty happy with and yeah and it and <laughs> everything's sort of staying together and so yeah we run a vp fuel an interesting thing when I've gone back to 98, I, I had a jerry can of um, E85, right? And um, because I had to obviously left out from that rally. But what I found, because I when I hit the sand, I always run just a noctane boost during there just to keep everything safe. Because I run my, my advance sort of right on the edge of 98 to get maximum out of it, right? And um, so I thought I'll just divvy up. I'll just see what 5% E85 does as a mix. Threw that in. And, mate, that thing is so much better than any octane booster. And at a much more cost-effective way of going around it, 100%. And I could probably go down to, say, maybe 2%. I don't know. I haven't experimented enough. But keep that in mind, guys. Uh, well, well uh, actually, it was, um, you know, we don't get to talk to Kenny all that often. But when we do, we talk for a bloody long time. Mm. And he said, like, with COVID and with all this um, local stuff, like, your Octane Boost actually isn't the same Octane Boost. I'm not done. No. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so your Octane Boost isn't actually a, the same Octane Boost um you know uh what was the mixture for um your, your octane boost out of auto autobahn you, you know it's compromised now mm. so it's not the same stuff so yeah that's where that's why we went from the 98 in octane boost back to a race fuel because you know even even in our performance chev stuff you can't get bits well e85 varies a lot too yeah at the bowser yeah. um it can be well from guys that run flex and have that feedback yeah, on ECUs, but they can be down to seventy-two, yeah, E seventy-two. But yeah. the problem is the density changes and the injection rate and your air fuel ratios change so dramatically, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and and you know, like we we flip the switch and we go to the states, like like some parts of the US, we can go to a service station that's a VP service station. You can buy race fuel out yeah. of Bowser. How cool is that? And put yeah. that sucker in there, and that's. Yeah. Like, Run nav gas in that sucker. Yeah, you you can buy full race fuel at Parker, can't you? Just out of the servo there. Hundred percent. Yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, and and especially when you can't get bits, you know, because over here now at the moment, like we, you know, we we've gone from going from six liters to seven liters, and we're all thinking about working out how we're going to make the, all this work. Yeah, yeah, Bill. 
Change it. Change it. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, Kent Battle, you're talking to here. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, the, the thing is that we can't get the bits. So if, you, if, if, you, um, if, if you're not running a safe fuel, you need to put a safe fuel in so that, mm. you, you know, because the parts are worth saving. Yep. I thought there might have been a fuel control, to be honest. And oh, there the is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, 100% there is. <laughs> there is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few talks, Mason. <laughs> the last conversation with JC, I'll throw it out there in front of you guys, but we're we're blown away. And I, I like it. I don't suggest that we change. I, I really don't, but it's going to sound like it. I'm, I'm suggesting it all the time is there is absolutely no testing in off-road in, as far as I'm concerned. Got a got an email during the week. Or a, yes, yeah, from the Loose Cannon Motorsport boys with yep. the gym code. They have actually been They've tested. Been tested. There yeah, so they had to pull. I'll put some photos up on yeah. Instagram, but they had to, um, quite crude, but they had to pull some pull the push rods out. Yep, I think they had to drop the push rods. Oh, and that makes sense. And then crank it over, and essentially it was a tube that uh, yep. connected into your, into your spark. And plug. that was done at Fink. Uh, no, it was. A race. A race. It, it was done at a race. Yep. yep. They even had a photo of. He sent me through a photo of the um yep. of the tube as well, and it measures the volume that your motor pumps out, yep. and then from there they obviously multiply it by six or eight or four or whatever, and then actually the I didn't know this as well, but you can get your motor cams tagged as well, so you can actually oh. give it to cams, get them to test it, or get them to come and test it when it's being built, and um and then they'll tag it, and it's got to gotcha. be ta- it, it remains tagged until you get it rebuilt. Yeah, because obviously yep. you got to cut the tag to yes. pull the sump off it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Much like what they did with Turnkey over in America. And yeah, that's class ten. Yep. 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 Oh, that's Very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Because we we have this conversation. I, I don't build you because you raced more than we did. Did you ever see anyone actually get test tested? Where in, in US or here? Here, fuel uh, or motorcycles? No, no, because any um, any issue with um, uh, testing always comes back to um, someone's got to put up the money. Yeah. So so if you want to you want to check someone. You know, you you've got to put that your hand out and say, look, okay, I I don't believe this guy's running. Yep. But t- to be honest, mate, you know, I'm going to guarantee all the top end guys would not do it. Agreed. Be, because it's just not worth it. Too much and, more to lose. To lose. Well, well, we've well, talked about this, but it, it, I, I was a, just interested in the concept of like all the other guys. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? There's a lot of other guys there that it's you know, yeah. Again, I don't know how to say this, and I'm not suggesting it's right or wrong. It's not really an issue if you're running. 12th, 13th, 14th, whatever, so be it. But it's just interesting because it'd be it'd be fascinating when you know that like in 10 years we never got tested. Yeah. You know, no, well, you've never well been... at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to, no. to, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. You know, the top end guys are going to run, you know, they they aren't going to run a, a single cubic inch over what it is yep. just because of the pride thing. Yeah. It's it's the same thing about us skidding around having fun. Like we 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 just don't lie about it. Like it, it's it's just a unspoken rule. But you know, um, and, and the ones who are serious about it, like because there could be a chance that it could be tested. Yeah. You know, so oh, that's right. You listen. If it if it went south for you, you'd never really recover no, from it. No. Would you? Never recover. And, and it would be and, very and, bad. And why would you do it? You know, yep. but but when you go to the states though, and and you see like big big mile races, and and like no one talks about cubic inch. Mm. No one. Mm. You know, and it's such a stupid way to cover to to, to govern you know, any class. Because you know, over there you'll you know you might build a twin turbo car or whatever you're going to do, but you got a ten mile straight of bulldust up to your knees. Well, the race is going to kill it. Yeah. But over here, you know, and and you know, I've been on, you know, a bunch of us have tried to talk about bringing US style standard racing over here, 
But really, until we get races that are like those races, it mm. doesn't really matter. Mm. So we're all out racing. We're all having fun. Yeah, that, you know? I agree. So, so what's what's going to happen? And and I'll, I'll tell you, this is what's going to happen: is, is is people are going because we love racing. We're going to pick races that are good for races. Yeah. So in 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 thirteen, um, fourteen, fifteen, we we had so much fun there, but we went to a lot of races that weren't. fun but we get there and 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 you know we've we've got to go to a town and and then we got to drive an hour to the race for one day then we got to drive back to the town again and the next morning got to be there by 6 30 you know and and we can't hang out we can't we can't have fun mm. so what you're going to see is you're going to see races support good racing yep. which is like think you know like um don <clears throat> river yep gundy Gundy, yep. You know, and 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 like um, uh, uh, Western Australia, so yep. Kalgoorlie, Kalgoorlie. Yep. Like, like you're seeing the effort put in, and so everyone has fun when everyone's having fun. Yep. But when when you see races, when you see people that are driven halfway across the country, and and there's no facility set up for them. Yep. You know, people are going to get sick of that stuff. Yep. Well, it's interesting you say that because what like this takes us a long way back. But what I was just thinking when you're talking about that is, you know. Yes, I understand how important the race is. I'm not suggesting it's not important, but you're saying about it's really important that event promoters realize that it's an event because that's what getting back to Land Cruise Mountain Park, just purely as a race, it may not have been the greatest thing ever. But the fact that you were there with your mates, oh, and Elvin, you had a huge weekend, like it was Elvin the event. Helen, you know, okay. like, like you, you you walk in there, they, they they get you around a circle and say, yeah. hey, you're, you're my boys. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Elvin's, Elvin's speech uh, for the hill like, drag was like, so who hasn't done the hill drag? It's like, well, you drive up the hill as fast as you can. If you hit the shit outs, I'm going to kick you out. You've gone too mm. fast. <laughs> I actually had to give him a, bot a bottle of scotch or something, I think, because I did do donuts, which created a lot of other donuts after an event. Uh, it was oh, really good. Mason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like some <laughs> no, of the no, stories no, from Cruiser Park is, yeah, you know, like they're, they're, they're some of the funnest things. You go down you know. there for maybe 60% is the racing, but the 40% is definitely the social. Which All feels night. like, when you think about it, that's what think is like. Purely oh, as a yeah. race. Listen, I love Fink, obviously, mm. and I love Gundy. But you know, like it's the it's the nights at the pub. It's the yeah, it's the yeah, meeting true. with it's you yeah, know it's the hanging yeah. out. And I think that's what event promoters, if they really want to capture Kalgoorlie, sounded. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't make it over. But you know, it's that event. It's the fact that you're there with the crew. The, yeah. the fact you know what I think. I think that's something that. Um, and you know, heck, let's take it away from off road racing. Low meat. What's one of the greatest things about low meat? Socially. You're in the creek hanging out socially. You're watching oh, the witcher. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, um, yeah, not that I'm I'm telling promoters what to do because I, I know how hard their job is. It, but you know what I mean? Like it, creating that event is so important because it, it, if you build it, they will come because, you know, like the people there are half the reason that you go to race, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah definitely. And, and like Elvin and that, like that era of Cruiser Park down there was just, you know, awesome fun. It was. It was very good. And and we've met you know friends of ours that, that we you know we 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 talk to every day or every you know every yeah. week or so and yeah you know like the, the even the barrel races hey Russ oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> love the barrel races how come he said hey Russ <laughs> 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 but no that's exactly right like such a good events where you ended up meeting so many good people and yeah again that event like it's it's a, it's a real key element to off-road racing i think is bringing people into it and and the fact that you want to get involved because you want to be at these events you know mm. yeah, so just racing it, it's sort of the whole event so yeah I, re I really love it 
Josh, you really look like you're struggling over there, mate. I am on Struggle Street. That's right. It doesn't matter. Keep yeah. going. We've got yeah. a lot of Bill. What's that? Just just loving on Bill. Oh. You want me to zoom in oh. on him? No, 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 it's all good. Mate. All good. Anyway, the moral of the story is that, yeah, again, uh, one, as an event promoter, keep doing what you're doing because we love you guys. It is a – absolutely, promoter is a loveless job. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone thinks they know how to do it better. No one realizes that it takes you seven and a half months before the event to get organized and all the other stuff. But so first off, we love you. Good work. Congratulations on being an awesome event promoter. But have a good think about the whole thing. Because again, believe it or not, the ice cream machine, the donuts, I'm listening to a lot of food here, the, the lights, <laughs> the three car, the people, like that's all part what of it, isn't it. What about these things? Uh, cans, if you, well, most it's people, if you go to a full drive event and don't take cans, I don't, honestly, who are you? It's a backup plan. It is. Have a breakdown. So, you almost um, look forward to a breakdown. Sometimes. So has anyone um, heard any more about this um, race at St. George that's going to be, what, the 1,000K or? No, oh, I can give you a little bit of info about that. 900Ks? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're going to really, I, I don't know if it's set in stone yet because I don't want to be that guy that makes big claims. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna do it 900Ks essentially straight. And it's yep. going to be very interesting because I think it's a bit of an equalizer. Right. It come, pardon me, pardon me, comes from an idea that it's a New Zealand, you know, they used to do the, I think it was the Taupo 500. Yeah, but they would have been talking miles, wouldn't they? In New Zealand? Miles, possibly. So, you know, it's very much based off that long course type event and they want cars to... Uh, a, a loop race, obviously. Yes, it, it'll still be a loop. It is a... Again, I hope I'm not on the wrong track here and talking rubbish because... But it, it will be based off the course that they've got, but with changes. I do not believe, from my understanding, that it's going to be in the area that they did last year because I'm... Sorry this year the the start of this year and the reason behind that they only moved this year to where it was due to the fact that they got very heavy rains in january february and that caused them that they couldn't use that normal dam area so i believe that they're going to go either back to or to a new spot so that they're not out in that paddock not that there was anything wrong with the paddock but it was dry and dusty wasn't it yeah. josh it wasn't yeah. you know it was literally a, a paddock with a you know and they they did an awesome job working through what they had to do with because it, it was uh two week before are we going to run this race are we going to cancel it we're going to run it you know the deal well, well I, I guess we can you know like um obvious us campaigners that have been doing you know we did the coughs harbors and we did the you know like the the loop races that were um really dusty um and and I'll, you know we we I, i've had it here in cq people say why don't you run a race you, you know you've got a lot of you know you've got heaps of areas here to race but you've got things like weather to think about so um i'm just wondering like you know maybe i wonder should we go down there and 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 do some real-time stuff because you know i'm the biggest campaigner for a for a long distance race that that's really where i'm at like well, I love that well bill after this i have a phone number for you yeah. i know i'll and, tell and, you a bit and and actually i've, I've been meaning to contact the guys because yep. i think i think some some you know if you're gonna do a circuit race over you know over 300k you need to start thinking about that last, mm. you know, four five hundred k. Agreed. Whether whether that's going to work out to be complete toilet or it's going to work. Yes, agreed. You know, because if everyone's driving along in second gear, yeah, you know, like play on bulldust, play on bulldust. Yeah. It's it's not going to work out. Yep. You know? But yeah. Well, I believe that there. It's a. It seems. Again, I don't want to speak for the committee because I'm not on the committee, but yeah, yeah. I believe that they're very open to help and that they want to make it a great event. Well, that's what so, I'm – and I'm not saying it from from a, um, a, no. a, a downside. I'm, no. I'm, I'm sort of saying like – You we, want it to be great. We, we need to make the – if someone's going to nut up and do it, yeah. I, I think we need to 
get down there. We'll get Russ down there with the with the yeah, Tody and, yep. and run a few and, laps. Run run a few laps. Heck yeah! But listen, because I, I think it's a great concept. I, I think it's Australian, and I love all Australian racing. Just to clarify, but we have slipped into an era where, and it's been like this for quite a while, where Australian racing is sprint racing. Like we're just balls to the wall. It is wide as you can go. And that's cool too. It is very cool. Very cool. But it's cool to see something different. Is yeah. it just what you're saying? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be cool to see that longer course. It'd be cool to see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go with it. I real mate. Well, again, I, I've, Josh and I will end up because we obviously commentated St. George. I believe that we're involved with it again. All things going well. And I'm looking forward to how it all goes. Cause yeah, yeah. It, it'd be great to see it as uh, a success. Yes, you know, absolutely. So, so I, I think if if we could get like at least some cars or even some you know some free runners, we'll yes, run the Canams down there. Yep, and actually sort of do the run, maybe start staggered, you know, to to actually work out that this is going to work out because yep. no one's actually gone and done it. Like, yep. you know, everyone wants to change Fink, but I actually don't think they should change Fink. Yeah, because Fink's its own race. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it, it, yeah, it's like a it's like a Bathurst of Australia. If, yep. You know, everyone's put that much work into it to say, well, this is the prologue, this yep. is the race. Yeah, it's a proven combo. There's no question about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The so, only reason that they're, I think that from what I understand, is the only reason that there could be some changes is to do only due to separating bike times and car times and that sort of thing. Like it's, you know, there's a lot going on now with the numbers, isn't there? Which I understand because yeah. there's a lot of cars and there's a crap load of motorbikes racing now, which is awesome. Yeah, but I think that other than that, I don't think they've got any interest in changing that race. It's no, just, it, it's sort of refining what they know. It is, but but you know, like um, you know, the guys at St George now are, are, are stepping up and saying we're going to run a long distance race. Yep, I think it'd be it'd be uh, a good idea to go there and just sort of check the theory before, mm. or or maybe we just you know like it's like Don like you well, know, like. You call Mason up and I'll give you a phone number and we'll all go down and have a look at this race course because I've got a spare. I reckon me, me and um, me and Russ in the side side. Now we're talking. Oi, is he Navian? Because Josh took him for a ride. Have you ever heard this story? Josh took him for a ride I in a gym car and there was a dint in the passenger's panel because this old mate pushed the brakes that hard. <laughs> this guy is not a boy. I got another good story about Mason. He went wheeling. Do you remember Kenny Brown's place and you got wheeling? And we were climbing up this rock. It was slow, real slow. He's like, oh, I'll get out and look at the line. No, Mason, it's all good. No, no, no. I'll get out and look at the line. You would not stay in the car with me, brother. Yeah, I hate being passenger. Not a passenger. <laughs> Mate, I've got a great story I need to mention. Oh, here we and go. it involves you, Billy. Remember um, COVID times when um, uh, Toby Price did that, that record jump at uh, at Comiskey's place? <laughs> so anyway, got this phone call midweek, come out, whatever, and um, so I ended up. Uh, through um, Zebra Wreckers and uh, and so on, end up with um, oh, I think we end up with five of Bowsy. God bless his soul. Always a great help that guy at uh, Queensland Patrols, and um, uh, end up with five CRVs. Like these guys, <laughs> these, Honda these these Honda CRVs wow. were prime. They got recalled because of airbags, and it wasn't cost effective, so they got written off. Right, so we just had to return these things as scrap. Now I don't know where how legal the story is. I don't know what the backdrop is, but anyway, this is what happened. So in Mexico. And yeah, so Tuesday afternoon, I've ripped up to wow. Zebra Records, yeah. Records to get one, and then I went back for another one. And then I think Toby Price had his trail, so he grabbed one. And Comiskey had a Pantex, so he managed to squeeze two and that. Anyway, I ended up with five. Now we end up mucking around with these things, and like a, it's like a, um, a a motocross track on steroids for buggies, right? And that night, man, we were just like school kids in cars. We every one of these CRVs were full of us adults on the piss. <laughs> 
racing around at night. Not on an adult to be found, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we drank ourselves to about 13 years old. Anyway, um, and uh, I was so much fun, man. A lot of flat landing these poor things until it would trip over its own engine. And I remember I was in a passenger seat at this point and Cornick was driving and we're getting back to the, the last jump, I think, the airbag. The passenger airbag was still intact, right? And I was trying to video this thing on my phone. I don't do this normally, but next thing for poof. social media, Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> still got the video. At Mason.com. <laughs> <laughs> so I was videoing. Next thing, poof, and then my phone just flipped out of my hand. The airbag went off. And uh, it didn't it didn't touch my face or anything. But anyway, I did I, I chose. Did, yeah, I had to look hard, hard for my phone, man. This airbag just punched this phone out to the back of the wagon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. It was a great night. He went till about three in the morning, I think, to clean up. Oh, yeah. The Comiskey Christmas party, it's um, it's the real deal. Well, and it gets videoed every now and then. Not that side of it. but It gets heavily censored yes, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, speaking of censored, if you want, I actually got a butt. <laughs> 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 so remember that guy? Uh, who was the other guy that was there? He's the uh, MotoGP rider. <laughs> well. Jack Miller was there. Jack Miller was there. And yeah. I had no clue. I didn't know. I don't watch TV much, so. Someone, I think it might have been said, Bill are you. Going, oh, are, you are, are you Russell Mason? Are you the wheelman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, look, honestly, I can speak for the boys that were there. And, Hang on. This and, Jack Miller was there. And yeah. this is like a really great lad. Like, yeah. Just one of the boys. Yeah. And then someone said, oh, Russ, that's Jack Miller. I went, oh, who? What? And he's oh, strange. Like, GP rider from Ducati and whatever else. I go, what? Oh, Rodeo. Okay. Yeah. And can ride a dirt bike. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and it, wasn't and, until the, it wasn't until the next day that a couple of mates of mine, I said, oh, is that? Comiskey's last night, whatever, and this Jack Miller guy I met him and Jack Miller, what the Jack Miller? And I'm going, yeah, it's racist GP apparently. And something, like, holy fuck, what? Oh. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, again, and, thank and look, you. I can speak for the boys that were there. You know, just to go there and not have people, you know, shoving microphones in their face, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and and except for that one that, guy with a camera phone, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Mason. <laughs> 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 Remember, remember, like, um, we, we all forgave you for that. <laughs> I well, actually, um, the amount of times I've met Toby Price, such a good, such a down to earth, good guy. I can't even bring myself to even getting an autograph because I just don't want to be a, one of those guys. I was like, Fuck. he's just, <laughs> just one of the lads, isn't he? Yeah, and his parents and everything else. Toby, move. Hey, <laughs> is that Billy Gettys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's what I do. Yeah. Remember, Toby, um, end up deep in a, in a boom and got bogged. We might have had no tyres left on the CRV. But I was anyway, going to say, are we talking about yeah, motorcross bikes or CRVs yeah, now? Yeah, the CRV. Oh, no. This was CRV in a boom. Yeah. So, so Kaminsky yeah. fired up the um, the 28H grader, removed the boom, which is a big boom, with probably two wipes of the blade. Um, Cornick was stuck in the skid steer, brand new skid steer. He was bogged. So he managed to claw the, the blade and got him out. And then the frown had turned up and they just hooked the CRV up. Well, I think with Toby still in it. You, you still got that button. Straight, uh, straight after yeah. doing the take Josh, five, though. You still got that button. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And you're just going to, yeah, for the next five minutes of the <laughs> Sounds like I'm hearing aid. Oh. <laughs> no, but you're no, absolutely right, night, mate. It, it's amazing. Um, and, and it's fantastic. Well, as you were saying, Bill, is that they get the opportunity to get away for a bit. Yeah, get get the yeah. you know the business hat off, and because again, it, it's hard because you see these people out of uh, work uniform, let's say, and you know that you because you, uh, mate, again, Toby, legend, Jack Miller, no doubt, legend, mm, absolutely. Um, but when they're on business weekends, like Fink, like she's a job, man. He's at 
10.30 at night still standing in line signing an autograph. So I know what you mean. So it's it's fantastic that Comiskey and you guys give them the opportunity to get away and just be one of the boys for a bit, hey? Because, yeah. I mean, we all know there's nothing better than well, being – Well, they are one of the boys. They are yeah. one of – that's what I mean. But lots, lots of times, all, yeah. yeah. And, and actually, speaking of that, Tove's head in the States uh, as we speak. He probably still on the plane right now. So heading over to do the uh, the 1,000 with uh, Paulie Will. Is this in a Mason. new car now? Yeah, it's in the wow. Mason now. So, well, so a, a new second hand, but yes. yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. yeah okay. So, second hand Mason, um, prepped by Tisco, four wheel drive Mason, yeah, all wheel drive. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, they're um, out there to um, yeah, go do a bit of pre running and get ready for the no. thousand. And so, yeah, Russell Mason, cool. tell us a bit more about how you came up with these four wheel drive trophy trucks that you guys build. <laughs> oh, look, it's just <laughs> second nature, <really. laughs> Look, I don't have a real good run with all wheel drive, I've had it. Bunch of guys. I even drove an, I even drove an ultra four before Don and managed to break that. So I'm because have you you've been, you drove the RPM four wheel drive one, didn't you? Or, no, no, okay. I, no, I haven't. Um, I I I've drove the G6 over yes. there. I uh, drove the uh, the Tesco obviously for a while, which yes. was a, was a really good car. Went well. Um, and um, what, what was it? The G6 that um, uh, Robert just sent to the moon the oh. other day. Wow. Holy moly. That is going Have to... you seen that footage, Russ? There's... Well, get it on your phone, DC. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can right now. But <laughs> listen, if you're at home, and I'll show him after the podcast. we got to work on this. we got to get like, the it's, screen up. Yeah, it's it's got to so be. Yeah. Hey, up, yeah. Jamie, Jamie, bring it up. Yeah, Jamie. No, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. Uh, like the guy that oh, mate. Billy raced So, so um, uh, Jay Dabu is um, a good friend of ours. From, uh, been with Kaiser forever. And and they're in uh, doing what was it the what were race Laughlin I think wasn't it yeah. the road jump Laughlin yeah, Laughlin yeah. so the road jump and and lo- and Robert loves this jump like he sends it every time and so he hits it about a hundred mile an hour and this one he hit a hundred and eighteen miles an hour it's got to be the biggest right. jump off that it, road yeah, jump yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally mad. the biggest jump I've seen off the road jump yep. really. Period. And then and the, the, the worst casa, thing is the casa uh, oh, <laughs> should have been involved should have been it was yeah. to the moon. And and um, SpaceX. like it was a really windy weekend too, and and that's what um, they all said. Like once it got up, it was a headwind, caught oh. it, and it just floated. Oh, she's nose up. It's just floated. It's wild, man. And like and side, lands this yeah, way, and, and like oh. side loaded it and and pulled it off. And everyone's like, oh. I think he got it done <laughs> because he never got off the gas. Like it was insane. It was yeah. It was one so of the J Dub's like yeah. That's great. That worked out. Let's never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have to. I love these trophy, out, wouldn't they? Yeah, I love these trophy truck drivers. Did you did you happen to watch um, Concrete Motorsport? Have got that one up now. The um, and Harley's leaving. You know how they go through the bitchman. Well, essentially, once they get out of town at the Baja 400, he just clicks fifth gear, holds it wide, does 141 mile an hour in a trophy truck, and then his navigator at the end. There's one last car. He goes, "Hey, listen, Harley." I'd be cool if you lifted on this one. Because <laughs> apparently there's a tight one right at the end before you get on the bitch. He's like, I'd be kind of okay if you lifted on this one. <laughs> they're different, eh? They're, they're next level, those I'm, guys. I'm so proud of Robert. Like, Robert's driving so good. So man. well, mate. He's so comfortable so well. in that G6, yep. man. He's, he's yep. sending that thing. Randy's prepping it good. Yep. And um, uh, the guy's going great. Um, Sarah's Sarah's been running the old truck a little bit. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So Sarah Price has been yep. running that a little bit. Because she has she still been racing a fair bit in that EV dad yeah. cast. So yeah, she's yeah. doing a bit of that. Yeah. So she's been doing This a- is Sarah Price. You, do you know who we're talking about? She's a, she was a moto girl, raced some moto, and then yeah. she's raced side by side. She was actually over here racing the side by side Australian Championship. Yeah. Done, done yep. a lot of side by side stuff. Yep. So she's in the uh-huh. old truck of Robert. So Robert's yep. still got the two trucks. 
and um and you know some races um uh sarah gets in and, and races the other truck and she's um pretty stout like she yeah she holds her own um but yeah robert and that g6 man he's sending that it, thing it just works hey it looks yep. so good qualifying yeah. well um he's consistent you know they, they ended up losing an underdrive at um at the lofton race so um, isn't that crazy that's a thing too now like isn't it crazy that as you step up and i know you just talked about this with horsepower like they move up, move up. They fix that part. Like, you know, underdrives weren't really – I remember early on they were an issue, and now they're not an issue, but now they're pushing them so hard that they're an issue again. Like, you know, like all the bits fell out of um, Harley's in that concrete truck, you know, the, the terrible Herbs truck. And, again, that's not terrible Herbs. I mean, it's not that these parts aren't amazing. It's that they're putting 1,100 horsepower mm. through them, you know. Like, it's just all so stressed, and you're going through these whoops. And, yeah, it, it's crazy to think that it's just an ever-evolving game of this part break this part, break this part, break this part again. Keep and, going. And, oh, well, it all holds up. So yeah. now we need to put more horsepower. More horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. stuff that Russ Never is doing back with off that. the horsepower. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing with Russ is doing with his gizbo. Like, Agreed. To understand what's actually broken. Did you just call it a gizbox? <laughs> Well, it, is. it is. It is a box. That's a new terminology. Yeah, like box, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, I want it. I want it. Let me, let me get to this. this is, that is the worst edit I've ever seen in my life. It's close enough. You caught it. But, yeah, but, but that's where it all comes from. So yes. being able to understand what you broke, why you broke it, and yeah, you probably should have lifted your dumbass, Yeah. You know? Yeah, and absolutely. I, I yeah. can't even imagine the shock load in between front end and rear end drive or one corner. Like, that's just all that. All that that traction just goes mm. through one drive line to, to up the speed of the whole oh, blows complex my, of things. And yeah, not being a mechanic, yeah, crazy. Like, um, so last year, Don, we broke um, the main shaft and the gearbox, mm -hmm. and um, so uh, Steve went all the way from uh, from uh, Don um, and Bowen up to Townsville, and Brinks fixed the gearbox. I had another spare gearbox there, so they made one out of two. You know, come back. And we like by daylight that car was running ready to go. Like it was a that's cool. Big and went deal. well. And then Steve gives me the shaft, and I'm like, Giz. "Holy crap! It's Giz. like this round, yeah." And it cops like 40 inch tires, yeah, and all the stuff. And I start really feeling sorry for what I've done to that gearbox. Did it Did it slow you up this year, Bill? Did oh, you well, lift once? Well, we didn't win. <laughs> went pretty good. It was all right. <laughs> I heard you did really well, mate. Yeah, no, the old truck went well, but. Yeah. But, but, you know, that that's the thing. Like, you start looking at components and, and you know, what, what punishment you put it through. But, but you know, what I find interesting, you know, not being a real mechanic is actually how a, a part can survive due to loading getting shifted to somewhere else. Mm. You know, like planetaries, like obviously like portals. That's, yeah, yeah, like portals. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's all yeah. about, yeah. Well, the good thing about fluid coupling, like an auto, it's just I, I still can't understand how a crankshaft is so big, goes to an input shaft, as you say, so small. Because there's no shock loading, there's no gearbox vibration as like a manual. Yep. It's a fluid coupling that yes. stays. And the planetary gears just last forever. You know, and it's, oh, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, we've got a big move in, you know, well, most most cars in the in, in Australia now have a Albans gearbox with a converter um, because you can get more power out of a smaller engine and obviously you can keep it in the sweet spot and everything works the well. The whole driveline would survive behind that but, a lot but, better. But once we go, like, back in the US when we're in the big truck and we're running the big block, really kind of doesn't matter what you're hooked beyond it because you did it's just got that much torque yep. whatever gear you just put yep. put down it's like a boat man. It just <laughs> but i think you're right about that fluid coupling like the first year we raced fink in the jimco it was a clutch car and um two years later we raced it again uh and essentially like suspension motor gearbox everything was the same and the only thing we changed was that it had a torque converter in it now so it's still the same 
manual gearbox just running a torque converter and it was like a, a different car like the first year at Fink, you felt like you were just gonna like you said the input shaft you were just gonna smash it to pieces like every warp it just felt like you were just oh just like wanting to break this car in half and then go to a torque converter and it was just it was like a, it was like a whole different car like how much yeah. smoother you felt you were on the drive line on the motor like everything like that it, even it, even the suspension felt better it was a yeah. cool time in racing to see buggies go from where they were you know full clutch cars to see converters start coming into them and, yep. and and you know then you start seeing the parts not breaking in the buggies anymore and mm. they start getting quicker and faster and Could start pushing some horsepower into them yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah, the, the converter that year was different, eh? Like, oh, we, we were just talking about the difference between a clutch and then having, like, that hard connection versus a fluid coupling, like, mm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and the longevity of all the parts. It was... It's like that vibration, that shock, like, that For sure. frequency. And, and I mean, yeah. you could... I know you've said this just before, but you can physically feel it yeah. in the car. When yeah, we were yeah, going yeah. through the whoops, it hurt with a clutch. Hurt. <laughs> I can feel it in my heart. There was a few things wrong, mate. You just so clear. Yes, yes. My heart's hurting. My heart's hurting. No, we didn't get to that point. But I tell you what, we taught some trees a lesson that year. Hey, Josh. The first year, and, oh, yeah. and the other year, yeah. that Josh plenty, loves teaching, teaching trees lessons. There's plenty of footage of my car with ferns hanging underneath. You know, you know the thing I thought was the coolest with the car when it was a clutch was the power steering on the gearbox. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If that was, I don't know if that was cool. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was probably one of those things from racing in America. It was because obviously it was an American built car, is you don't have a power steering pump hanging on the back of your motor. So then there's less chance of, I guess, if you drop a belt, you don't lose power steering. Or also there's less chance of knocking it off with a big rock or something like that. But, but, if, but, also, but if you put the clutch in, you had no power steering. Yeah. It was but unique. The, yeah. The thing is also, you don't get, uh, it's not going to, um, uh, um, one less thing that spin up with RPM or like quick rev, yes, too, because one less centrifugal, um, yes, flywheel effect, I guess, as well. Yep, there's like a lot of race car, like, like, um, I guess, track cars run the alternate off the back this, yes, because they just need to start the car the next round, you know, run, run the gear. Well, they yeah. quite often run a like the, your spare, um, alternator off your tail shaft in the, in the oh, trucks, so it, yeah, what a life. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I hate you so much. Um, oh, it's crazy stuff for sure. Like, yeah, they, and and it's interesting because it's such a an interesting game because what we're talking about is all this American stuff and how different. Whilst it's very much the same, like you know, we don't carry spare drive shafts. We don't carry spare like you don't carry any of that gear, do you, Bill? Oh, not here. No, no. I, but... I know, I know. Dave Fellows carries a spare CV and axle and. <laughs> <laughs> just found that bad boy in the bush <laughs> you know some teams carry that sort of stuff in their helicopter i mean their car yeah look we we are actually putting more weight back in our truck um like we went for a period when our trucks were built um bows and mine we yeah we i can see you out of condition billy that's what the <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, six weeks in a chair will do that for you but <laughs> but yeah you know like um we are looking for more traction so even you know as much as we bang on about needing more motor and stuff like that like if we can't get it on the ground you know, and and sometimes it's just weight on the ground. So, mm. yeah, we we're going to two two tires in the back of the truck. Is and, the importance there consistent weight, um, or just weight in general? Well, it's just you know watching the I new age saying. trucks. Mm. It's just watching the new age trucks and where where they're putting their their power delivery and and like every even even the two wheel drive trucks from year to year. You see, you know, little improvements, oh, big improvements, and 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 you know like. And, and so for us, if you're frying the wheels off it, there's no point pushing your foot down any harder. Yep. You know, you've got to get the things to hook up. So, yeah, because we're, you know, and, and I, I'll always probably stick to two-wheel drive just because of the budget side of things. Yep. Um, 
Um, you know, I, I'd love to see a, a four wheel drive hang together, for, but for the one I can buy, I'm pretty sure I'm, it ain't going to hang together. It's got Can Am CVs <laughs> yeah, in the front yeah, of it. Yeah. I hear you though, mate. I yeah, hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a two wheel drive guy. Um, but you know, I, I think there's big improvements, you know, still to have for our our car, and and even if we we don't keep this going, we get the next one. It's more about traction, mm. um, and and obviously um, having a shock guy that or, or a shock company that can get that to work you know I, I look at a lot of my old videos when we go through bumps and the wheels are off the ground and it, you know it still looked good mm. and it went went okay but but you know you, you start getting critical of, of where your tires on the ground and and if it's actually doing something yep um you know so yeah with oh. um with um only traction like rear end or on dirt like the aerodynamics just mustn't be helping you guys. oh it's terrible like, just, yeah trucks are like yeah you're like, pushing it an overgrown GQ down a fucking <laughs> yeah, on track. Like, yeah. But Bo, Bo and I, you know, look, we spent years pulling panels off, driving them just the chassis, and yeah, they're quicker without the panels. Yeah, but they don't look as cool. Oh, so they're cool quicker as a buggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of buggies, uh, when's it coming out? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, enough I, noise. I, I, I got to say though, for Aussie racing and and. Uh, being at dawn and 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 seeing like like Havy's car up there, like mm. th- those element cars are working. Oh yeah, awesome. And There's number. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's and and, and and you know, like it, it depends on what you want to do, but but you know, I kind of like running my old truck. Yeah. It, it's been around. It's got a bit of character. It's done some dumb yep. things, and and like the driver just, hasn't, but the car has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done a lot of dumb things, but but yeah, we we but we rock up there, and you know we. We have a good time. We got a good crew. Everyone gets along, and yeah, and and you know that's that's part of it. And and if you do well at the race, well, that's even better. You know, yeah, absolutely. That's why I look at it. Don't yeah. ever go out to win. No, you know, if you do that, you're just going to. I still don't want you to beat. Me. Said from the two, <laughs> said from the two <laughs> most competitive men I've ever met. But you know, you just look at how it is. You just do what you no, do. No, no, I do know what you mean. Yeah, again, all about the event. The races 100%. are secondary. The yeah. event is amazing. Like, if you break down, there's always a backup plan. You always make sure that fridge is packed. Beers, yep, yep yeah. exactly right. Yep. So, if the option ever arose, would you jump in an Abbey for, say, a Fink or a Don River or something like that to to experience off road racing? Yep, even as a Navi. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, if I'm good enough. Well, I actually never isn't that Plowers, but man, when I landed in Alice Springs and I, for the first time checked out the track and I looked at the wheelbase of the Plowers, I went. This is not going to be cool. It's going to be painful, and it was. Yeah. But I had a ball. Yeah, I had yeah. An absolute ball. And Ian has raced that three times. He's got a memory like an elephant. I did not have to nab it. I was really looking for the trophy trucks that got going again. Yes. Make sure we weren't a landing oh, car. That's, that's a hectic thing, eh? Like, yeah. Like if you see a if you see a fast car pulled up and you're like, shit, well he's coming. He's not yeah. going again. Mate, we were doing so well. Like he can drive this uh, in, in Hughes. He can fucking drive, man. And well, um, he was actually just a background from Tamworth. He was the side by side Australian champion one year. I wouldn't surprise. Yeah. Him. So um, if he wasn't first, he was second. Like he was right there. Uh, he's one of the guys that I am comfortable sitting in because. Yeah. Um, but we did Same three girls. girls. What did you just I say? Know, I know, right? But, I'm um, comfortable <laughs> sitting in with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but um, we did three belts going out. Yes. To think. But then realised that the air intake had fallen from the top of the roof onto the turbo housing. Yes, yes. again, that it was might, a, have, might have overheated. It's right? hard, hey. That was mm. uh, that was definitely a side by side thing back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's changed a lot, and it's it's very um yeah. It'll be interesting. And he is a good guy. He'd be another one, man. How cool would it be to see Ian Hughes in a like a 
pro I, buggy or trophy truck. He's a family man. Anyway, I understand. There's a lot of uh, family men around, but I'm just saying, like, he's another one that can, as you well, said, neat steerer. Yeah, well, he's actually got a rangey with an LS in it. Then he's got a, he bought a rotary, um, an old RX-7. Cool. Took me for a spin and he, recently at, around Tamworth. And um, holy shit, the power to race, right? Ratio, like you turbo this thing, it's insane, those things. Yeah. No, they they are a very cool thing. Like, and I tell you what, the other thing is, oh, car market, Mason, don't be throwing that EH away anytime oh, soon. Either. No. Holy moly. Man, I've got plans to get that thing out of the shed and start modern. I might put the ECU out of my patrol now, like in oh, very yeah. soon yes. into it. So at least I've got some, um, um, yeah, 3D S sort of ignition spare control. Outputs yeah. That. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Keep it really basic and um, half old school, like the old. Old engine and stuff like that. not modernize it too much. I bought an old Volvo, so um, I'm gonna because they run early hold and stud patterns. So I increase them, yeah, obviously, um, diff capacity and braking capacity and stuff yes. like that. But yes, um, and then I might update the issue on the, on the patrol before rocking out safely, and I can start love it. Know. Love it. We're gonna swing some super non competitive, <laughs> right? Here, <laughs> someone no, no. somewhere called me out. Hey, yeah. they got a grass event there, have they like at a Rocky Nats? Yeah, like uh, they did it. It's something that's oh, like got a, them, Ross. It's you've like a carnacross type thing, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Well, they, they used to do spear spud and they used to yeah, do, you know, they used, all of those things. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes, and, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and also skid lane or something. That's when they can actually oh. pull a skid at walking speed. I don't know how it works, but okay. fucking always keen. Yeah, 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 always keen. Well, I'll tell you what, the other thing that I heard, Mason, is that like again, getting back to you know, these events and stuff is that it's all about catching up with them. You know what I reckon? In in the comments, Josh, I reckon that people should get into it and we should organize a weekend somewhere in CQ. Yeah. Jeffro could come over. Oh, I just, just, yeah, Have you got right. any ranges left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... <laughs> Slightly uncalled for. Has, has Corey Howe got any cars left? Oh, he would. He would definitely. Well, yeah, speak, speaking yeah, of Jeff, let, let's go to a Bucks party yeah. and take our good cars so we don't be dumb. Yeah. Mm, how'd that work out, guys? Work yeah. doesn't know this about, about that. Whoa, whoa, thing, whoa, right? whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but we should organize a weekend away, boys. We yeah, should do something. I reckon yeah. we'll line it up sooner rather than later. Well, well actually, um, Ado from Blakeswell, he's yep. keen. Um, really? Get him up here and. Uh, Take him for a bit of an excursion. Heck yeah. Now we're talking. I like it. I'll put a, Should get a crew together and go up to uh, fiveies or something like that. Yeah. You know, only on nine mile, only to camp. Yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. So, yeah, great to have um, uh, Ado and the boys from Blakeswell up there at um, at dawn. They really made the weekend, really. Just mm. hanging out. and Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and stuff. awesome footage, awesome coverage. Oh, how good was it? Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. was brilliant. We should have it at Fraser. Like at Eli yes. Creek. Lock that in then. Because um, I'd go to Fraser. Man, there's some great times there. Like, I don't know about, well, we try and get there every year, but um, I've got to buy another croc actually because, um, well, like, like the shoes? Or I was right. going to say crocs. No, no, or, no. No. So, like to make up a, a pair? Or? <laughs> no. Okay. This story goes back. Is, I found is, one croc. Is, is John Lever listening in right now? No. We, had, we had a great crowd up at uh, the last Cape trip. That's where this rumor came about that sign. Anyway, that trip, I took a photo of the um the croc sign. You know, had like in Japanese, or whatever. Do not, you know, be wary of crocs, or whatever. So laminated in in the Eli Creek. I don't know whether you know. You got that decking that goes right up, and as you go down the stairs to, to cruise down the creek, we um staple this croc sign up. Then I had this uh, urethane, fairly realistic looking croc. You know, and um. <laughs> 30 meters down. Where did you find one of these things? <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> so it wasn't like a blow up. This thing looked half real, right? Yep. So planted about 30 meters down the creek with 50 pound line underwater. We're under the we're under the bridge on the piss. 
And uh, as soon hooked, as I hooked to his winch, pulling in at 26 to one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as soon as, you know, obviously some customers cruised on in and, you know, the bus load turned up and whatever, we just pick our targets and just start reeling us clocking, man. It just, it never grew old. These poor Germans so are funny. like dying. And oh, right. There's all these Spanish well, and stuff. Talking about accents, like we end up a whole bridge that had been done that didn't tell anyone else. And they'd be screaming croc and all sorts of accents. Oh. And there's poor people just absolutely freaking, you know. And uh, they knew what was going on by this stage. Oh, yeah. They yeah, were gotcha, it. gotcha. Yeah. They're feeding it. It was so good. So, oh. so we'll have to Again, get one only Mason, king yeah. of the kids. King <laughs> of the kids. I love it. So good. But no, mate, that listen. Uh, again, put it in the comments. Start uh, letting us know where do you reckon we should have a bit of a catch up, and we might see if we can get these two likely young lads down for a run. And well, I think I think um, Fraser's probably fairly central to yeah. a lot of you guys down south. Absolutely, yeah, come up to this. You know, it's a couple yeah. of good spots. King is a good spot too. Plenty of camping down there. You've yeah, done King Coona? Yeah, sure. Yeah, or South South. There's a method oh. meet up in a couple of weeks at. Come on, you know this Rainbow Beach Twin Heads. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're going down there. Uh, so that'll be a pretty weekend, weekend after Low Meat. After Low Meat. Yes. Oh, that, yeah, it's a bit soon. But... Yeah, a bit soon. But... So, um, what's happening locally in the winch challenge stuff? Is there... well, Low Meat's the big so, thing that's coming yeah, down. So the three car thing yeah. next weekend, isn't it? Yeah, next yep. weekend. Yeah. So it'll be good. Very good. 11th, 12th, 13th. There's yep. one man that has slid into the comments, and he is saying where we should meet up. It's Western Australia. So well, we should who do that. Be? Yeah. Now, who could that? Actually, we've got to somehow put this trip together for Nick. Maybe a Western Australian trip. Yeah, it'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Really but, good. I've not looked into this, but maybe train our cars over. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. then live the lifestyle on the way over. So forget the driving and fuel, whatever it is. And there's, I love how he says fuel cars. That made it'd be, it'd be cheaper for you to like private jet over there. I just, just build another shorty over there. <laughs> One of the years we, uh, well, for the. Uh, the series we went over to Hyden. That was the last Hyden race over there, and, and Jamie and I were heading over in the old Kenworth, and um, going across the big straight, going out there. And yeah, you need to put cars on trailers to go yeah. over there because yeah. it's a it's a long trip. And we're yeah. over there, and like the road is that long and straight. You're sitting in there. Put your steering lock on. Yeah, we're in the old. You know, it was a W model, pretty much. So loud as shit. Turn the stereo up. Sitting there driving along. Is this the time the wheel came off? No, that was another time. <laughs> but anyway, we're in the back, and and so one of us is driving, the other one's in the. I'm in the bunk, and Jamie's driving, and you go on that long, and someone actually puts a gate brake on, and you nearly get up and run through the sleeping <laughs> because there's actually some sort of chain. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I was just thinking though when you were talking about that? You imagine if you had like a King's car transporter or something full of GQ shorties going to WA, it'd be worth more car than more oh, money than yeah. like Toyota 300s loaded. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyone that's got a shorties, well, like sitting on a gold mine at the moment, yours must be worth a million dollars well, now. That's why we took the shorty to think is because when we like it finally added up everything that we needed to take, that was the right length. That was the only thing that could fit on. It couldn't, mm. put, couldn't put a full size wagon yeah, on. We and put, you park them sideways. Yeah, we put, yeah, we put the, 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 the work triton on there and put the car, uh, car trailer wouldn't uh, like fit. Yep. So, what's going to fit? So, yeah, I'll show Love it. Mm. Love it. And it's a good car. So. Yeah. Actually, me shorties are bloody classic now, those. Oh, mm. Is it on Club Rego? Club Rego? No, but it could be. I it could, yeah. definitely could mm. be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, should enter a cult club. <laughs> a what? A cult? <laughs> what? A what? Is that what you're going to do to own a GQ shorty these days? What have you been doing? Uh, it is a cult. <laughs> the Masonic watch. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Stuff it. If you jerks won't do it, Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, terrible, God. terrible. Yeah, yeah. I just I've seen these new features on it, so I'm just giving it a go. Yeah, but I definitely reckon Western Australia. Like they're saying, oh. yeah, I've circled back, circled back. Western Australia, Western Australia. Over. They're, like uh, 
their sand dunes look mint. They do. Like, definitely do. Yeah, yeah I must admit, that'd be something that I reckon for you, yeah. all of you guys, me, I'd, I'd love. Imagine running proper Dubai-style dunes. Like, that's pretty cool. Just even the, yeah, just having that, um, the the intel over there and possibly yep. places to stay and do yep. the planning out. These guys will do that for us, I'm sure. Without a doubt. Absolutely. A- AK-47s. Yeah. Wow. There, there is, you, you said Dubai style. Oh, gotcha. Well, well, it's funny because um, there is a camel issue on the way to Fink and uh, old mate's mates had to sort of, you know, sort of bit of that problem out, you know, and um, yeah. It's a wild story, mate. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, I really hope you don't go to jail. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a you story, mate. <laughs> I love it. So I love it's it. really nice to meet you for the first time. Um, <laughs> uh, excellent. Drinking. Very good. Well, what do you reckon, mate? Is it time to... Uh... No, a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> let's keep telling stories then because I've got plenty of Mason stories because the other one that I reckon about Mason that I always loved, I went for a five-year trip with you and your shorty one time. I don't even know if you remember. Actually, I didn't even I have didn't finish my story. Oh, you finished yours. Oh, the rollover. The- just hit us with the story. Oh, it was sure. great. It, look, it was a lot of fun. We, we were up there um, doing a few skids around the back blocks of, um, it wasn't even five rocks, it was more, more byfields in the area. And um, Russ has always had this great move where you come up to a handbrake turn, oh, load yeah. the shorty up, and it'll do a spin on the spot and just go straight back the other way. It's old school. Yeah. Anyway, so we're, we're, we're about time. to do that move, and the locker just decides <laughs> to get out and have a walk out the side. So it did a full big one-legger and – over we went. Over we went. Bulls hit my head. Boy, yeah. Blood coming out of Billy's head. And anyway. rear passengers. Not the first. Feet. Yep. So anyway, typical of us, we had to drive it back to town, which we did. And um, uh, got back. What You got back in eventually after <laughs> we all sobered up and um, and then drove it to work next day. I went to, yeah, I did try to actually. Yeah, yeah. drove to work next day and, and Mr. Policeman said. Warehouses. Well, so, so I knew the story. I didn't know that you tried to drive it to work. Yeah, yeah it was a good call. There you go. Call. So well, you had to get to work. Yeah, yeah. So well, it kind of got a defect it. because it gotcha. was a bit rusty by that stage. That, that was the old blue and blue and silver cab. Yes. Mm. So anyway, he, um, you know, decided to spend 12 months and made it nice. Like everything was so good. And like he had all these nice little things hooked to the car and it was perfect, you know. Just so, down the road here. Yeah, literally. You get to that one, yeah. No, no, we haven't got to that one oh. yet. I'm, I'm thinking more. Then we did Australia. Well, I'd say that day. for round two. Then we did, then we did Australia Day down at Steve's place, and this is the next oh, time, the yes. next time I got in with Russell, and we're in a corner. You're banned for my car. Yeah, yeah, that day. yeah. So yeah. we're, so we're driving <laughs> along, perfectly capable Russ driving, you know, big race car driver, and and I'm in there. Just that sounded condescending, didn't that's it? Yeah. That sounded a little bit. Yeah. On but the stopwatch, but, don't stand. But we're, it, but we're heading down a straight, and we're getting into a corner. There's a crowd. Which is the thing. Oh yeah, it is. And and there's a corner. I'm like, there ain't no way we're going around this corner. Oh, I was confused. But there were some reels in the grass. Yeah. There were some reels in the grass that we didn't see that tripped us a bit. Anyway. Is that that one? Same story. Yeah. Ended up on our side again. So the next time I got in with Russell, we rolled. So the two times at that point that I got in with Russell, we rolled both times. There you go. Can, 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 can I be your navvy? And then yeah. 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 Return yeah, the favour. I, prom- I promise I won't do anything. <laughs> and then oh, one good. last quick comment is uh, it's just from a listener in. Once again, it's one of our Western Australia fans. He said he just wants to know how you made a radar detector out of a microwave. Oh, I don't know whether I should talk about this, but uh, uh, some people have what, after them. everything you've said, <laughs> that's where we draw the line. <laughs> so, so on that, so, good night. 
some people that walked in front of my car may may have cancer right now. I don't know. But <laughs> well, I didn't get done for speeding for a long time. Beautiful. I love it. Well, probably on that, on that <laughs> bombshell, we should wrap it up. Russ, it has been awesome having you here, mate. We appreciate it. BG, thank you for yeah, letting always us. Always so good. Uh, get it HQ. We appreciate it a ton. Sorry about the dog. No, don't stress, man. It's all part of the part of the. Welcome. It won't won't be back. Welcome Welcome to live podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, thanks to everyone that's listened in, and we uh, we hope you have a good Friday night. Absolutely. Thanks, Mason. Thanks thanks for the opportunity, guys, and and thanks for all the great people we've met over the past lots of years.